Here's a message from Ken Lavica. A judgment has been made, and Aaron Judge is staying with the Yankees, and now we judge it. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I'm trying to decide if I'm surprised or if there was never any doubt. That Aaron Judge is still a Yankee. But I'm also torn, as thrilling as last year was, where Aaron Judge set the American League home run record. If this is actually a a good thing for the Yankees. On its face, absolutely. Yankees fans are happy. But is it ultimately, when we look nine years from now, A good thing in terms of the quest for a championship for the Yankees. A lot of things tearing me apart today, including the burrito I had last night. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and uh, your smart speaker. Let's try that thing again that we did yesterday, Stone, because that was was horrible on on my part. So uh, here we go. Ready? Ready? We're gonna. I have no idea what we're doing. I'm horrible. I'm gonna say oh, I'm horrible. Okay. Ready? All right, here we go. One, two, three. I'm You're horrible. Perfect. All right. Uh, Anna John Levine, Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the well, fairly comfortable and really picturesque Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner, runs this catastrophe until two o'clock, and in her rightful throne on a Wednesday, the. Dominican Queen, like the Ohio State, the Dominican Queen. It is Jeanette Javier, who is done, globetrotted, and finds her way back into the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Your reputation now, Jeanette, is that when you're not in on Mondays and Tuesdays, I think the listening audience just assumes you're in a different country. That's fair. With or all out of, of the, the traveling you do, out of the state at the very least, and maybe sometimes outside of the confines of the United States of America. Yeah, there's going to be a couple. I already have five trips planned for next year, so it's definitely a real thing. And you're going to Vegas soon, right? Yes. Well, not soon. End of February. End of February? Yes. Are, are we still, by the way, Stone, planning on <laughs> potentially trying to head out? What is the place, again, that I... It, it works for me because it's not a club. Circa. Uh, Circa, yeah, where I can just sit in the pool, be old, and watch sports while also having the Vegas experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we were going to try and do that for, for the NCAA tournament, right? And yeah, I think we still are. I think it's on me to get that organized, so I'll get my butt moving okay. there. But it's Wait. Circa Sportsbook, it's Stadium Swim, it's all of that. Right, right. Can't- no, the answer is no. No. The boys' trip. No, I, well, no, no, here's, remember, she helps the cause. Because if Jess goes, and Vivi goes, and Jeanette goes. Okay, well, yes. I was like, what? Then that's I am more- not going because I'm single? 
No, 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 no. What it was going to be is, is you know, oh, Jess and Vivi, they can go do their own thing and Stone and I hang out, but it even helps our cause more if Jeanette is there. Because Jeanette will want to watch the games with us and stuff, but she'll also have the urge to go do the things that Vivi and Jess want to do, which is That's live right. Vegas. I don't want to live Vegas. I just want to sit in the pool and watch basketball. And do you guys want to pay for it, or do you want me to find money. the promoters? Well, I mean, of course. If that's the well, plan. Well, that's, that's, well, well. All right, now we got an addition. I didn't know you were so well-connected. My apologies. It's easy to get promoters in Vegas. Miami, it's a bit harder when because clubs are a little more female. Yeah, what are me and Ken supposed to show off? What am I supposed to do? Show my cleavage? <laughs> well, depending on the club, show up in those little shorties that you guys enjoy. <laughs> that's, a good, that's, a good that's right. Little, that's right. Hey, you know what? We'll go from five and a half inches to four and a half inch inseams, <laughs> and we're in. Oh, you're going to need to go Ooh. shorter, honey. I th- well, <laughs> we, we, we'd be in, just not the bars that not the bars that we were intending to initially go to <laughs> yeah. not that they're not fun but you're right the, the the ultimate goal would not have been where we end up if we're, yeah. if we're hiking up the inseams on the shorts you're right you're exactly right all right all right all right is theo going to this too well we haven't actually, we haven't actually brought discussed. it up to theo yeah but it's still, we're Theo's still workshopping going and i'm not allowed to go he has a wedding to pay for that's right yeah that's right so i think he might be locked in he might be locked into that but that's good where Jeanette is definitely in the mix for this. Now, the one holdup. <laughs> well, the, not for y'all's benefit, well, apparently. The one holdup, though, would be if I'm working the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Because mm. Florida Atlantic is a true, true potential NCAA tournament team. What are we looking at right now? Seven and one? Seven and one, number 23 in the net rankings. If the NCAA tournament field was released today, FAU would be a nine or a 10 seed. <laughs> that is. Pretty bad. They're number 23 in the net rankings, far and away the highest ranked team in the state of Florida. They got a big matchup tonight, too. Florida right? Gulf Coast I'm comes going. in Dunk City to <laughs> FAU Arena, uh, to the borough. So go out there. It is the premier. Tonight is the premier mid major college basketball showdown in the entire country, and it's in Boca Raton, Florida. I've never said that before, and that is the truth. Tonight, FAU Florida Gulf Coast NCAA tournament implications. It's awesome. So get out uh, there to a 7 o'clock tip in Boca Raton. All right. Aaron Judge just made himself a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Now, he already made himself a lot of money with 62 home runs uh, in the regular season. We knew that big money was happening, but who was going to pay him the big money? That is the question. And it turns out, like it probably was always going to be, Aaron Judge, despite flirtations with the San Francisco Giants especially, and apparently late, uh, the San Diego Padres tried to come in and say, hey, look at these four-and-a-half-inch inseams. Mm. And, and Aaron Judge said, sorry, guys, i got to go back to my baby. And now he's a New York Yankee once again. Nine years, $360 million for a man who turns 31 years old in the month of April, right as the season gets going. Buster Olney talked about it earlier today on SportsCenter, and Buster Olney says that ultimately the negotiations came down to the Yankees having to tell Aaron Judge, all right, tell us your number. What happened was the Yankees completely surrendered. (laughs) And Aaron Judge had more leverage than any player in the history of that franchise. More than Babe Ruth, more than Joe DiMaggio, more than Reggie Jackson, more than Derek Jeter. He turned down $213.5 million in the spring from the Yankees, bet on himself, and the final numbers, $360 million, which means that over the course of six, seven months, the Yankees increased their offer by about 70%. <laughs> 
And Aaron Judge uh. goes back to New York, the team that drafted him, presumably moving forward to be a conversation about whether or not he'll be the next captain, uh, the first Yankee captain since Derek Jeter. The Yankees had to keep Aaron Judge. Hal Steinbrenner makes him this huge offer, which keeps him away from the San Francisco Giants. So just for, for people who All maybe right. watch. So, so uh, again, let's, let's just reiterate what Buster Olney said. Because, Jeanette, tell me if you think that this is sound business if you're the New York Yankees. You sort of dipped your toe in the water before last season and said, uh, Aaron, you good with $213 million? And he said, um, no. So then they let him play the season, and he manages to hit 62 home runs. So ultimately what the Yankees had to do was say, hey, remember that $213 million offer? Um you tell us how much money you want to make. That's literally how the last 10 months have gone for the Yankees in relation to Aaron Judge. Necessary business, but tell me, Jeanette, if you think in the grand scheme of things in capitalist America, if that's good business. No, but no. they got what they wanted. <laughs> it's not good business. It's not at all. You're not getting Aaron Judge on the cheap. You just maybe... Over, think about this. As good as Aaron Judge is, fresh-faced, and he is an outstanding representative of the Yankees because he does nothing wrong. He's an upstanding citizen. Uh, he, the Yankees fans are proud that he's the face of that franchise. He liked Derek Jeter, and Josh Cohen talks about it all the time on the home team. Derek Jeter looked like every single race. He could, he could fit everybody's profile he looked a little bit black. He looked a little bit Dominican. He looked a little bit Hispanic as a whole. He looked white. Aaron Judge is the same type of look. And so he checks all the boxes for all people in that melting pot of his city. And somehow, some way, the Yankees found a way to probably significantly overpay the man because he made them pay in a big way, which I think is awesome for Aaron Judge. Yeah, what a world we're living in. So Deion Sanders takes a 2,000% increase in pay going <laughs> uh -huh. from Jackson State uh -huh. to Colorado. Aaron Judge taking a 70% pay raise from what he was already. It's pretty cool stuff. Capitalistic world, like we we're saying. Hey, Aaron Judge, I will give him so much credit because how often in life do you bet on yourself? <laughs> but then you not only prove to people that you're worth it, but you end up making history in the process. Like what Aaron Judge did, that's the ultimate contract year. You we talk that. about contract years all the time. Aaron Judge literally said, bet. <laughs> and then he did. Sign. Sign. <laughs> and now he's got nine years, $360 million. And, and think about what Lamar Jackson's going through this year, right? Uh -huh. Like This is his contract And it's year. hell for him, and he just suffered yep. a knee injury where he might miss a couple of weeks, and everything's torpedoing. And then on the other side, this guy's showing up to uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers games, right, chopping up with Tom Brady, then going the next day to get paid $360 million. He had the last two weeks, he had... He had the, you know, when, when he looked good in a Bucks jersey too. <laughs> he looked right, um, but you know, like you're single, right? You see, you just got out of a long relationship and you're single, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna go enjoy myself. You go to the club, and immediately, like, there's just a girl draped all over you. She's super hot. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. This is the life. This is good stuff. And so you spend a couple of weeks flirting with her and, uh, you know, you have some fun with her. But then like a week and a half into it, um, uh, you, you take her out and then she gets drunk at dinner and then just starts crying uncontrollably. And you're like, wait a minute. My ex never did that. Like, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I feel comfortable with this. I don't like being out on the market anymore. There's too much uncertainty. I had a good thing. That girl crying at dinner who you were having fun with for a week and a half, San Francisco Giants. 
And so Aaron Judge said, you know what? You know what? The stability, I know what I'm missing now, and it's, and it's her. And he went back to the New York Yankees, and they said, oh, it's so glad, I'm so glad to have you back. <laughs> what can I give you? What can I give you? And in, to keep this clean, Aaron Judge said, nine years, $360 million. And now they're locked in, and now they're engaged. I think it's more Is that a good analogy? It's a great one. I'm, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Okay. I think it's so Aaron Judge and the Yankees were in like a two and a half year relationship. Okay. Lo- so deep. that's long term. And in, in Jeanette's world, that's like long, long term. <laughs> you're like, married. That's mighty well like, married, right? It's like dog years. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're married. You own corgis, like the whole thing. <laughs> you have five kids. I don't right, know how, right. but it's there. Jeanette, two and a half years is like most people's 30. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so. Aaron Judge was like, we've been together way too long. I obviously, I'm not ready to fully commit. There's not a ring on your finger. Yeah. I'm going to go test out the market a mm-hmm. little bit and see what's up. Mm-hmm. You go out to the club. You go out, get drunk. There's a girl on top of you uh-huh. on Aaron Judge. And he's like, I kind of like this. But it's not what I had in the back. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, I'm, I'm not ready to go back back there. So what are you tweaking? So he goes, no, but that's not what, like, no, because he didn't go to dinner. With the, like, it oh, wasn't yeah, there a was real no thing. Yeah. There this was, was no just real a flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Snapchat, Ken. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There was literally no strings here. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So then he goes back to the Yankees and he's like, eh, maybe I'm going to try out this other chick. The other girl was blonde. I'm going to go with this brunette. See what's up. Maybe I like the brunette better. Mm-hmm. Nah, I like my red haired girl that I was with <laughs> for two and a half years. Um, That's the Yankees. That also makes the Yankees, if the Yankees were an actual woman in this analogy, you would hate the Yankees. Because you'd be like, I can't believe you just let that guy come back. For sure. <laughs> the Yankees are spineless in this analogy. Uh, Brian Cashman, I can... Which I, I think they are in general. I, I can just see him on the phone. Like, Aaron, please come back. We'll pay you $360 million. Please, God. please, 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 please. And Aaron said, all right, fine, 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 fine. All right, I'll take it. And that's how the deal got done. A little insight there into the, how the Yankees do business. Brian Cashman, with tears in his eyes, pleads. And then that's how he signs free agents. When they offered the 213, do you think that the Yankees were like, oh, this is the Yankees brand, though. We Maybe. are the dream Maybe. team that everybody Maybe. wants to play for. Because the Yankees are the brand. And don't think that there wasn't a manner of ego that, that goes in how the Yankees do business and, and went into how they did business there. I think you're, you've got something going there. That's what I think. That, and then Aaron Judge was probably like, Nah, man, I think you guys need me more than you need yourselves mm-hmm. right now. Well, how disrespectful Deuce. does it seem after uh, 62 home runs later, that $213 million offer? You just couldn't draw it up any no. better. And that's why Aaron Judge is a consummate badass. Because he said, yeah, that ain't it. And then he hit 62 home runs and captivated the country in a sport that has trouble captivating the country. Yeah, you know who's extra excited and hopefully I can go find this, but I don't remember what month it was, what week it was for the Yankees, but little Timmy, the, the interviewer, had Aaron <laughs> at the Judge All-Star in front game? of her. Yeah, at the All-Star game. <laughs> Marley like, Rivera? Yeah, yeah, Marley Rivera, good call. She asked Aaron, you know, what do you have to say for little Timmy, who's your biggest fan who wants you to stay? And he was being all, like, mystical. Like, we didn't know what he wanted to do there. Yeah. It, it, after seeing that, he and said something happening. like, hey, keep your head up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's okay. You've had a good time, and I appreciate you. And then, oh, man. So he's done all that, and it, it worked out. Like, he, he was teasing correctly. He did do the proper amount of flirting to make the Yankees doubt themselves, yes. too. Because, man, 
he went out to San Francisco. He was hanging out. He was talking with the Giants. His agent was making it public. Like, oh, yeah, That's what he's I'm talking with the Giants. It's like when you start dating somebody new and you're like, I'm posting, posting yeah. it on my Instagram uh-huh. story. IG Just public. Just I went yeah. up to you. Look at me going out and having fun. <laughs> now, now, what's interesting about the Yankees is that in a world, in sports, where it's free agency, that's how you build champions now, right? Very rarely anymore, whether it is pro sports or college sports, are you starting from a base where you're bringing in youth and you're developing that youth and you eventually get them to a spot where they're competing for championships? Because, Jeanette, you know, there's no patience in sports. There's no patience in the world, but especially in sports where now a football coach, chances are you got three years. If you don't show anything, done deal. You're out. See ya. In, free, in a world of free agency, it is rare anymore, I think, that fans truly care about the superstar, the franchise, the guy. Maybe quarterbacks in the NFL, but everywhere else, if you can build in the offseason, and for many people, free agency is the most thrilling part of a sports year, then that's good because you're putting yourself in a spot where you can hoist a trophy. But the Yankees are different. Baseball's taken over by free agency. But being the guy for the Yankees, for Yankees fans, matters still, I think. And so I don't think that the Yankees signing Aaron Judge 9 for 360 puts them any closer to winning their elusive 28th championship. I don't. I don't think it puts them any closer. But I do think there are Yankees fans who are on edge because they feared in an era of free agency and changing addresses that their guy was going to leave and play in a different uniform. And I don't think there's any other team in baseball that has that same sort of trepidation like Yankees fans have. You think it's a really good call, and I think you do have your fingers on the pulse of most fans of big-name, big-brand teams like the Yankees, whether it be you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now or the New York Jets. Like I think you do have your fingers on the pulse, but I think if you're on the side of, I'd rather have a championship instead of a Hall of Fame guy, and he's not bringing us closer to, in this case, a World Series like, it's, you don't know what you have until it's gone, necessarily. Like, yeah, you could have gotten rid of Aaron Judge, saved the 360, and gone out and got a bunch of guys, but come middle of the season, baseball season, and nobody's really paying attention to you. Not that nobody pays attention to the Yankees. They always will. But I think the grass is always greener. Once Aaron Judge is gone, you'll feel some type of way. You won't be spoken about as much. We won't talk about the Yankees anymore if Aaron Judge was gone. I think it's interesting, but I'm on the latter part here. I don't think this was... While it might have been the right thing to do, necessarily a good thing to do for the Yankees. They took a chance with Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge made him pay, and then the Yankees paid, paid. (laughs) He's going to be 31 years old. There are very few baseball players in the history of the sport that have gotten better after age 30 or who have had a sustained ascension before they fell off. And certainly not any players who have been, like Aaron Judge, will be 40 years old, still producing at the conclusion of this contract. It feels good today because Aaron Judge isn't a Red Sox player. He's not going to the Giants. He's not going to the Mets. It feels good today, but ultimately, was this a good thing for the Yankees? And I'm curious, as a fan, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you? Back in the day, back in my youth, before I turned into an old man, If the White Sox would have screwed it up with Frank Thomas in his prime, 1993, 1994, 1995, I would have never forgiven the franchise. Ever, 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 ever. But 
the lone White Sox World Championship in my lifetime came when they hit free agency and they brought in some good pieces in an offseason and they won it in 2005. And Frank Thomas played 16 games that year because of injury. Like for me, I no longer care about if my team takes care of the superstar because you can have a quick fix if you're savvy in the front office. The Yankees just did what maybe a team would have done 20 years ago in any sport, and that's take care of the franchise guy. Yeah, but take take yourself back Who's to... Who's never won a title. Sure. Take yourself back, though, in your shoes. I'm sure you were a 10, 11-year-old when you said that you wouldn't forgive them if they did not re-sign Frank Thomas or give him what he was looking for. Like, that's what Yankees fans would feel right now. Like, yeah, you would be proven later on if they did acquire in free agency and won a championship, but... Think about how Yankees fans would feel right now, how they'd be walking the streets of New York. Oh, if, they, they have pitchforks right. and torches right. looking for Brian Cashman. Exactly. It would be like January 6th, <laughs> the Bronx edition. <laughs> Goodbye, Aaron Boone. Like, oh, my God, show. Aaron Boone. Yeah, yeah, Brian Cashman <laughs> and Aaron Boone would be uh, is sent straight to the river. All right? So, <laughs> so I, I guess we have two different eras Coming together right now. For You've sure. got the free agency, go win a championship. Now we're impatient Yankees that have intersected with the take care of the man who's going to be in Monument Park because the brand matters and the franchise matters. Aaron Judge, nine years, $360 million. As a fan, as a fan, you, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you? And was this a good thing? For the Yankees. Was this the right thing for the Yankees to do? Giving Aaron Judge 9 for 360. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. As a fan, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you? And was this the right thing for the Yankees to do? 888-760-3776. Because, again, you're locked in huge money for a guy that's going to be 40 at the end of his contract. Yes, a four-time All-Star. Yes, 62 home runs last year. But also a guy who's not getting any younger. A guy who still, I mean, I brought up that he was a sure-thing Hall of Famer over the summer, and social media killed me. How can you say that? How can you say that? How can you say he's a sure thing Hall of Famer? He's only been in the league six years. Really? I think he's a sure thing Hall of Famer, but apparently there's question marks out there. And you just inked this guy through the age of 40 for $360 million. As a fan, it no longer means much to me to take care of the superstar, especially one who hasn't won a championship yet, Okay. It doesn't mean that much to me. And the Yankees, you think that $360 million can be used to shore up the bottom of the order, shore up the bullpen, <laughs> enhance the starting pitching. I don't know. Things that all failed them in the postseason. Aaron Judge failed them in the postseason against the Astros. He was getting booed against Houston. But now, let's throw a parade because the Yankees signed him for nine years, $360 million. Like, I'm just confused what the right approach here is. But isn't that the point of locking these superstars? To give him this amount of money to build a team around them. But it, it, it hurts you, though. Even the Yankees, even the, the <laughs> unlimited money Yankees, they have been very much more conservative by their standards with the checkbook over the, the, over the last few years. Haven't, hasn't the conversation for, the, I, I think, the past two seasons get rid of Aaron Boone? Yes. So that's what I think the Yankees should do next. 
they're going to invest in the players. They got to find a manager to do something with them, no? Yeah, but I'll that use... would placate the fans too. You might as well go through a fan appreciation yeah. week. You sign, <laughs> you sign Aaron Judge, and then you fire Aaron Boone. One Aaron for the other. Now they already screwed up the first part of fan appreciation week, though, by extending Brian Cashman for four years. But you know they extended <laughs> Brian Cashman for four years after they knew. That Aaron Judge is coming back to the Yankees, Of right? course. Yeah, Jeanette, I wanted to touch on something you just said, right? Like, you want to get your players grounded, solidified, and then build a team around them. Well, look what it's done to the Green Bay Packers, right? You paid Aaron Rodgers $50 million. And there's nobody to throw the ball to. Right. There's well, guys on the defense. Well, nobody likes working with Aaron Rodgers. There, that's there's, the difference. There's gaps on the defense. But they're the, hamstrung money-wise because of it. 100%. Yeah, and they do love playing with the no, best cor- one of the best does. quarterbacks of all well, time. Well, I would use Tom Brady in that example. If I was a receiver, I'd enjoy playing with Aaron Rodgers. Of course, or anybody on the offensive side or defensive side because he's always putting you in good situations. If I were going to talk about 9-11, I'd probably avoid Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but everything in relation to— <laughs> Oh, my God, God! I'm just saying. But in relation to everything you know, in the realm of the sport of football, yeah, of course you'd want to work with Aaron I mean, Rodgers. I think it's a good thing. I'm going on the record on this show saying I don't think 9-11 was an inside job like Aaron Rodgers would try and tell me, okay? I just don't like talking about 9-11. It's a very sensitive <clears throat> topic. But anyways. You're horrible! <laughs> I, for me... I'm... I, like, <laughs> I go always, when you talk to superstars, diehard Orlando Magic fan, I always talk about what if they kept Shaq. And I looked up the number right now. I never knew this. They offered him 52 mil for four years. And the allure of L.A., Came calling. Exactly. And they ended up having to just, they got the value they could from trading Shaq. I would have pieced out too. So, so this is, so young you, young you, how did you consume young Orlando resident Jeanette Javier? How did you consume Shaq being traded by the Magic to the Lakers? So I was still pretty young to understand. This was also when. Uh, I think that's even better though. I think that's a better indication is a young person I don't have a lot of and I don't mind saying this on air a lot of positive uh, memories with my biological dad Mm -hmm. but one very positive is that this was a huge introduction to basketball when I was like why are the Orlando Magic in the news so much right now we just spent like the past two seasons watching him in the playoffs my dad was like well sometimes what happens in basketball is these players are so good that they leave and I was like but what what's wrong with Orlando And then my dad was like, well, when the L.A. Lakers, and that was when they were at the escalation, offer them that much money, and you want to go to a bigger city, of course, a young stud like Shaq wants to move to a bigger city. That actually is an extremely (laughs) level-headed response from your biological father. My dad would have been like, greedy SOP. Well, no, my my dad was a professional basketball player in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. So, like, he, and that's where my love of basketball grew. But I always go back, I'm like, Dang it, like the magic uh, 30 for 30 mm-hmm. movie. I cried when Shaq was like, what, to Penny, what would have happened if he didn't get injured? And Penny was like, what would have happened if you never le- got left? Yeah. Magic should have taken care of their superstar at that time. There's the there's playing right into what you said, Ken. It's the clash of the eras, right? Yeah. You have a young fan who wants to take care of the superstar, right? Take care of the future I still Hall of think Famer. there are some older Yankees fans, though, too, that want to take care of the superstar. Because yeah. with the Yankees, Monument Park means something. Having a guy locked up means something. Mickey Mantle, lifetime Yankee. Lou Gehrig, lifetime Yankee. Like, those names matter. I'm on, that, DiMaggio. I'm on that side of the fence. Take care of your Hall of Famers. Like, keep the traction. Keep so, everything this buzzing. Is, this is what I'm curious about, though, because you, you are someone that tends to be more of a fan of individual athletes, which is truly a new development in sports because I think fantasy has gone a long way 
towards towards people becoming fans of individuals as opposed to teams. There's not nearly as much tribalism anymore in American professional sports as there used to be because you can follow individuals on your NBA ticket, on your league pass, on any of that stuff. Yes. Um, as opposed to just being locked into your regional team. So it's curious to hear I'm curious to hear you say that, or I'm I'm shocked to hear you say that. Because you of all people, you're the person I know most as the individual. Jeanette still roots for her teams. She's still a Magic fan. She's still a Buccaneers fan. You, I'm a LeBron fan. I love Baker Mayfield. <laughs> you're yeah. all of these things. And you're saying, ah, it was good for the Yankees. It was the right decision. Lock in the guy who's going to Monument Park. Yeah, I, I think for me it has a lot to do when I put my fandom hat on. It's like... If I'm a Yankees guy, like I want to show up to the stadium to watch. It's Aaron got a Judge. feather, by the way. His fandom hat. Oh, I oh, just imagined, you know, like Kentucky Derby, but with. Uh, oh yeah. But with professional team logos, yeah, it's and so r- I was just looking at them like super confused. Right, well, it's yeah. really elaborate. Uh-huh. It's, it's the whole hat phase that Cam Newton went through when he got them all custom <laughs> uh-huh. made and had all the feathers uh-huh. in yeah, them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think, like as a fan, I have to have motivation to show up and consistently watch my team. And if we were to acquire all these free agents, in this case, I'm talking, I'm a Yankees fan. I don't want to have to sit through that season watching these guys gain chemistry and stuff like that. I want what I'm used to. I want to show up to the stadium on a Tuesday and watch Aaron Judge go yard. So I think in that instance, when I put my fan cap on, I want you to keep what the Hall of Famer in-house. Especially with the fact that the Mets just acquired Justin Verlander. Yeah. Can you imagine if the Yankees didn't get Aaron? Oh, yeah. and that, See, but that, and Jeanette, that is perfect because what has happened is yeah, we can say, oh, the Yankees have unlimited money. They have unlimited money. But that's not true anymore because they don't spend like they used to. So nine years, $360 million for a team that hasn't thrown as much cash as they did back when they were winning six championships in eight years. Evan made the point the other day on Twitter, and you hear Evan Cohen 1155 and 555 you. every day here on ESPN 106.3. Evan tweeted, it's amazing. The Mets are now the Yankees. The Mets are the Yankees. The Mets with Cohen are the ones that, not Evan, that are throwing the millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars around every offseason. And the Yankees are, mm, let's think about it. When back in the day, George was just saying, take this money. Take this sack of cash. Randy Johnson, get over here. CeCe Sabathia, ah, get on the mound. Like, A-Rod, come on. Back <laughs> up the truck of money. Now they don't do that anymore. And so it's, it's if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you're signing Aaron Judge. You're, 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 say Aaron Judge was an Arizona Diamondback. Okay. okay? And they re-up for nine years, $360 million. He hasn't won a championship yet. Would it hurt initially? Yes. But would we be good for business? Probably. Mm-hmm. The Yankees just did the same thing, but we're hedging. It's, it's objectively not good for the baseball side of the business because that's money you can't use now to reinforce what is not yet a championship team. You haven't made any additions this offseason. You just brought back Aaron Judge, same team that got blown out of the ALCS by the Astros. But, but because it's the Yankees, we're saying, that's the man, soon to be captain, Monument Park. That's why it makes sense. No other baseball team has that sort of approach to it. Now, what I think is greedy about it, though, is fans saying that this isn't a championship team. Like, this is a shoo-in team to get to the playoffs. We know that. Okay, for the New great. York Yankees. But, but for the like, Yankees, that doesn't matter. Getting to the playoffs means but nothing. I, well, I wasn't going to stop there. Like, you know these guys are contenders. They are not pretenders. So you have Aaron Judge in the same roster that you had. You're going to have a few acquisitions. Of course you will when it comes time to scoop guys that are just hanging out on the couch ready to go, or not on the couch per se, but, you know, on a team ready to leave. Like, you're 
contenders right now as it stands. So to say they're not a championship caliber team, I think is just super fanboy stuff if you're a Yankees guy. It's like, oh, no, well, we needed pieces. Well, one, let me hear you name the pieces that you need, the positions that you need to fill. That's all like being greedy. You got what you have. This team is full of great players. They're contenders. Like, I, I, just going out for that, reaching for other guys that you should have acquired, I well, don't know. Then I guess it goes back to what Jeanette was saying. Why is the manager still there? If you're serious about winning, why is the manager still there? Uh, sure, that's exactly they've the side like, I would then take. I feel like they've been in mediocrity. I mean, look at look at, look at Jeanette's team, the Astros, the team she works for in spring training at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Look at the Astros. You think that they are back to the World Series and winning if they threw a ton of money at Carlos Correa two years ago? They let him go, and guess what? They found a way with the money that they saved not signing Carlos Correa because yeah. they had their base, and then they reorganized around their base players who they're not playing nine years, $360 million and they're still to. still adding great players, And they're going to be the favorites to go back-to-back. Exactly. They're going to be the favorites to go back-to-back. And that's with Justin Verlander leaving, too. Right. Exactly. Justin Verlander, who, by the way, wasn't real good in the postseason. Wasn't real good in the postseason, and they're going to find a way to replace him. As a fan... How much does taking care of the superstar mean to you? And was re-signing Aaron Judge 9 for 360 the right thing for the Yankees to do? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Where are we going to, Stone? We're at Ernesto in Boynton Beach. Ernesto is in Boynton Beach. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. And gals. Hello, Jeanette. Hola. And, uh... I want to say this is a perfect topic for me because I am right there in, the, in that alley in terms of I'm an old school guy with a kind of growing up with these young millennium knuckleheads. Listen, I grew up when they used to take care of them, not take care of them at all. Remember that? No, they, there was a point that they didn't take care of them at all. Mm-hmm. Then there was a point that they wanted to take care of too well. Not to the point that the, the leverage in terms of power is overwhelming that now it's players. You know, the players holding the, the, the overwhelming power in terms of what they want to go or say or what they want to do. So in terms of paying them off, yeah. But for the hedging on the terms of the future of the team, no. I'm sorry. That's too much. Now, get me wrong. In terms of baseball, in sports is different. The, 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 uh, not all sports are the same. In baseball, there's no salary cap. There's a luxury tax. So it depends on if you have the deep pockets to not give a damn and pay for the luxury tax, yeah. then fine. But in, in other sports, there isn't that – you can't say that. Uh, uh, it's pretty much a level playing field when it comes to hockey or uh, basketball. It's kind of different because you have media markets. That are, you know, you have New York, you have L.A., you have Chicago. So every, every sport is different. But when it comes to baseball, you want to pay – the person that you – especially the hometown growth. I mean, this is their guy. This is the guy. That's the other thing that they're hedging on that – they didn't want to. You're right. You said it earlier. You New Yorkers would have been lost if they would have lost this guy. I mean, I, I could have really seen Yankee fans really going off the ledge because they lost this guy. Now, at the same period, I think they're not really built complete. I mean, they they they're going to be contenders. You're right. They're going to be there. They're, they're, going, to, they're going to make it. They're still a flawed team. This, they're still flawed, man. There's still some flaw in there. So. They're hedging that they're not losing the guy because that's their mind. You said it, Stone. That's their, that's their next captain, their next monument guy. That's their guy. You're right. They had to sign that guy for the purpose of the Yankee history. I think they had to sign him for Yankee history. Let's put it that way. For Yankee history, they had to sign him. Now, 
is he going to stay with them? I don't know. It might do the the kind of pull holes effect that, you know, pull holes at the same. No one forget that pull signed a big contract the same way. Did he end up staying with the Cardinals? No, he ended no. up leaving, didn't he? Eventually, eventually, the Lakers. Well, so, he went to the Angels because they offered him billions and billions, even more. But then he went back to the Cardinals. Yeah, right. so so people people making it sound like this guy cannot make that money. Excuse me, he can make even more money possibly in a couple of years. If there's another team out there that wants him even more, and the Yankees are willing, maybe at that time the Yankees are not doing well, and they need they need the the, the flexibility because of his contract, yeah. and maybe they're going to let him go back then. I it's going to be it, that would be fascinating though. After all this, and appreciate the call, Ernie. If the Yankees end up five years from now having a deal, Aaron Judge, and that Albatross contract, now that is going to be drama if that happens. Get the popcorn. But now. He's he's the he's the son. He's the Yankees' son. He's the guy. But now he's got to perform, and he's in his 30s. He's in his 30s now, and he signed through age 40. As a fan, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you in modern day sports? And Aaron Judge, nine for 360. Was it the right thing to do for the Yankees? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 on Twitter at KLV1063. Steve Politziner, Yankees fan. We'll ask him how he feels. He is the brains, and he joins us every week for Ask Steve's. He's next. That's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN. <laughs> Jar in the Bean Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Well, we've got the answer to our question. Spring training this year at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches when teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox come through to play the Nationals and the defending champion Astros. Will Aaron Judge be there? Well, we know he'll be on the roster for the Yankees. So stop asking me. And it's one less thing I can use to promote Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Because, yeah, hey, it's Aaron Judge. There's no mystery anymore. Aaron Judge is a Yankee. So the Yankees and the Red Sox, just two of the teams coming through. Grapefruit League play, Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Tickets for spring training on sale now for the Nationals and the defending world champion, Houston Astros in West Palm Beach. Nestled nicely into West Palm is the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. We are less than two months away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. Nationals, Astros right there. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. And get your tickets. Actually, I was at the first ever game played at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. And in attendance with me, was Steve Politziner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and the smartest damn man I know on a multitude of topics. It is time now for Ask Steve's. Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. Business, life, 
pop culture, doesn't matter. He knows something about everything. He is Steve Politziner, and he joins us every week here on Ken LaVica Live. Steve, I don't know if you remember uh, that that first game, the inaugural game to open up the ballpark at the Palm Beaches, uh, when we showed up, and I actually broadcasted live from there before first pitch of that game they still were putting up the signs for the sections uh on the concourse uh about three hours before first pitch and we were like wow like this is awesome and this is new new they're not even done putting in the signs yet and first pitch is like three hours away that seems like a decade ago at this point oh my god i do, I do kenny and it, it's amazing there have been so many First of all, I mean, you think about the success, both the Nationals and the Astros, you know, World Series since the, Palm, since the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, you know, is open. I totally remember that beginning. I think they basically got a CO permit to operate about four minutes before the first pitch of the game. Um, and, uh, and just been going. I also was there at the last game when the world was normal. It was in the middle of the Yankees Nationals game uh-huh. when the baseball season got you know got canceled in a, pre, a preseason uh, or a spring training game, and I just heard you mention you know Yankees will be back my Yankees with a, a nice uh, nice signing today re-signing today who um, and it'll be great to be there when the when the world's uh, when the world's normal. So I pass along my congratulations to you uh, on the Aaron Judge signing, and so uh, our analogy here uh, was that hey. He was in a long-term relationship, and so he broke up. He just wasn't ready to commit yet, and he just wanted to see what else was out there. Went to the club, had a girl all over him. It was fun, good times, that being the Giants. They went to dinner. Then she started crying randomly in the middle of dinner, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh, there's some red flags here. This is super dramatic. And he's like, you know what? I had stabilization in my previous relationship. I need to make my way back, and he came back to the Yankees. Now, the thing is, the Yankees missed him a lot, a lot. And he tried to play it cool, like, well, maybe we can talk. And they were like, what do you want? Just come back, please, whatever you want. And he said, nine years, $360 million. And now they're committed. And now they're engaged. It's a beautiful story. You as a Yankees fan, Steve, um, uh, even if it hurts the team long term, nine years, 360, money that could be used to reinforce the bullpen, enhance the starting pitching, uh, fix the bottom of the order, things that were flaws in the postseason, how do you feel as just a pure Yankees fan that Aaron Judge is I'm, with you? I'm excited, and I do think there's a lot of data that shows that this is a huge risk. I mean, he hasn't even been healthy the majority of his career. Right. Obviously, when he is, he's a game changer. However, when you look at this, the team this past year, he literally carried, you know, carried the entire team. There was so little around him for large stretches, you know, large stretches of, uh, of the season. I think it played out the way most always thought it did. Would where the Yankees were hoping for a little bit of a hometown discount, and I think Judge's thing all the way was I'm leaning Yankees. Don't insult me, you know. Don't make it where I have to stay with you for forty million dollars less. Once the Giants number was in, as long as the Yankees matched it, and the fact that there weren't a lot of other teams, you know, in the mix, then it was there. So I, I'd say I was a little nervous. Um, but and it, and it is a weird feeling, right? When you're a Yankee fan, you know that you're always like you're the bad guy to so many teams. And for a little, for a while here, the last couple of weeks, when I'm talking about it, like talking about it with friends or my kids, it's like, whoa, wait, we're we may be one of those teams that loses their player. That's a weird yeah. feeling. The Yankees don't lose their great player, right? Um, but I think it's, they played it very well, very carefully, very. Um, um, very like um, you know tiptoed properly through the media. Didn't do anything that would 
you know, set him off. Like, you know, um, if you remember when Jeter was a, the one time he was a free agent, that was really, it got really ugly. Yes. And the Yankees made sure to, you know, handle that much more carefully this time. Just from a business perspective, I'm curious because <laughs> according to Buster Olney today, the Yankees offered Aaron Judge $213 million before the season started. And Aaron Judge said, eh, no. And then proceeded to hit 62 home runs in that contract year. And $213 million was raised to nine years and $360 million. I can't remember a contract year that was that good from a business perspective. You, as an executive, you make business decisions. I mean, you look at that Yankees situation. How do you consume that? Well, he bet on himself. And the Yankees were willing, and that was the part that didn't get acrimonious. It's kind of like what I think is going on with Lamar Jackson right now. He's betting on himself. Um, it doesn't seem like it's acrimonious at all right there. Like in Baltimore, it's a rare instance where you have a superstar uh, quarterback that has the chance possibly to walk, but it isn't like obvious that he's going to, you know, that he's going to go. Um, in fact, I feel like the lean is that they would come up with the money and stay. If you have, a, if you have an organization that's well-run, you have owners that aren't meddling. You have trust and communication, you know, with agents. And that, then, you know, then, then this is a product of what can happen. But when you play these things out through the media, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, and you have too many people that think they're going to save the day, that's where things go, you know, things go sideways. I think I've said to you before, I still think that the Dolphins will try to be in the mix, you know, with Lamar. Uh, with, with, with Lamar. Um, but I, I think the Ra- I think the Ravens are will probably find a way, you know, to make it work. How dare you? Uh, how dare me? I mean, did, you, did, did you watch? Did you watch the game? Did you, I mean, are we us, going there, Steve? Don't are we going there, Steve? Us, my Hawaiian son. Oh how dare you? I mean, I'd rather have Stone Labonowitz. Uh, <laughs> hey. From uh, what I saw on Sunday. I think I would have done the exact same thing that Tua did or a lot worse. But don't be going after our no. boy like that. More guys in red jerseys would have caught the football <laughs> if that was you. Just, I promise you that. I promise you that. Now, in the free agent era of sports, Steve. And so let me just give you an example. Me as a White Sox fan. Frank Thomas, my all-time favorite player. I idolized the man. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, as he should have been. But... He was never the guy when the White Sox won a World Series. He played 16 games in 2005. Like Paul Canerco, who is like 17 rungs lower than Frank Thomas on the all-time baseball player scale, he was the captain of that team. He was the guy, and so I hold a special place in my heart for him. But Frank Thomas, the, the, the standard, the guy, the face of the White Sox organization, but I don't think that exists in a lot of organizations anymore. It definitely doesn't with the White Sox, but the Yankees, having the franchise guy still matters. Monument Park is there. Keeping a guy in a Yankees uniform for his entire career is there. How do you juxtapose that, that Aaron Judge now is going to be in Monument Park? He's going to be the captain against the fact that the Yankees may have hurt themselves to get that next championship by re-signing him. Well, I, I don't know if you, they hurt themselves you know, by doing it because um, when, if, you have, if you can develop players, you have a window. Right. Look at what look, I mean, look at teams like the Rays. I mean, look at teams that are scrappy and can and you still have a window to be able to do it before you have to pay, you know, those guys out. Right. You are going to lose guys like James Tyon leaves like that's going to be the product of you can't have it all. Right. You can't go and sign Justin Verlander. Um, 
I think, though, what you see in a healthy Aaron Judge, the way he, the way he impacts the entire lineup up and down, that's what they're paying for. They're basically saying we're going to give up numbers, you know, seven, eight, nine in the lineup, or maybe five, six, and seven in the lineup. But he makes a big enough difference where he'll cover that up. I mean, look, he batted second, you know, a lot of the year. I mean, they get him. True. He gets up, sure. gets up and early. He gets his at bats when he's healthy. You want him to. Well, Steve has fully talked himself into Aaron Judge for the next ten years uh, in a in a Yankees I mean, anybody uniform. Anybody would. You you don't think if, if didn't the Marlins do this? Wasn't this the John Carlos Stanton signing with the Marlins? Yeah, years ago that lasted I mean, not, three not, years. Not this, uh, it, right. It, yeah. Right. But at, you know, at the time though, I have to imagine you were supportive of it. Uh, I was, but everybody knew because it was the Marlins how that was going to turn out. And if they would have re-signed Jose yeah. Fernandez, everybody would have knew what was going to happen with that. But, um, uh, well, uh, for the Marlins, it was a win. Either he, either they were going to, you know, defy history and keep him, or they were going to trade him for picks. Right. You know, or they were going to trade him to rebuild. I, I mean, I, it's almost a better situation for them than with the Yankees because if the Yankees, if he claims that with the Yankees, it's going to be because he's injured, and then there's no chance. You know, then there's no value because you can't trade him. This is a pretty much an untradeable contract. So he has to be healthy, or else this thing is a complete failure. Yeah. Uh, Steve Polizziner asks Steve's Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, and uh, he tells us what we need to know. He educates us every week. He is the man with the brain. Ask Steve's here on Ken Levick Alive. I'm actually, Steve, I wanted you to hear something that Jeanette brought up to Stone and I before the show. Uh, Jeanette, could you, could you ask Steve your question about Vegas and dinner and see what he thinks about that because I think he's a good person to discuss this, actually. Okay, so Steve, I'm going to Vegas for my other job and it's going to be a heavy conference and you know how that stuff goes. It's a lot of, like, you just need some wind down time. So one of my favorite things to do in Vegas is to dress up super extra and go to nice dinners. And I've never done it by myself in Vegas just because of the magnitude of the extravagance. And I think I want to do it after the conference at Hell's Kitchen. Is that weird? Like dressing up, getting extra, and doing it by herself. A dinner, an extravagant dinner by herself in Vegas. Is like that weird? Fake eyelashes, and, hair extensions, all that fun stuff. And is this is the by yourself part because you don't know anyone else that's on this trip or you want to do this by yourself? Like you that's part of the excitement for you. No, uh, between you and I, I would have no issues finding someone to have dinner with in Vegas. But <laughs> Okay, but you're saying you don't want to. No, I don't want it. It's gonna be me and my comic book probably. Is that weird um, if I would then, a comic book it, by myself in Vegas? Well, well, let me put it this way. If the night, if the result of it is, hey, I went to dinner, I got all dressed up, and then I just, like, went back to my room, or is that, is that okay? I would love that. Oh, so, like, you're hoping to just have a nice dinner, get all dressed up, and then just, like, you know, walk around alone or go back to your room? Yeah. But is it weird? Does I he... think that's fine. Okay, cool. Thank you. No, I think that's totally fine. I do. I think that's. I think there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people wouldn't do that because they'd feel like, oh, I have to hang out with somebody or I have to go go to you know go to eight different places. I think it's great. I think you'll have a great time if that you know you know what you're looking for. So if that's the base that you're looking for, and that's and that in and of it, that alone will make you happy. See, that's the thing about babies. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Some people want to eat at two in the morning. Some people want to go gambling. Some people just want to walk the strip. Some people just want to watch the, you know, the 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 water show. What like, is, whatever you want. What is a Steve Pollitt senior trip to Vegas like? 
This is good. What you're, you know, depends what you're there for. I mean, is it is it a bachelor party or is it summer a summer league? Yeah, like, both. Like you just went to a couple <laughs> NBA summer league games and you have a couple days by yourself with the boys in Vegas. Yeah. All right. So not alone, right? I'm not alone because if I'm there, I'm with you know probably probably with some colleagues or some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go for summer league, uh, mixture some time at the pool, um, some taking some summer league games. Dinners, gambling, walking around. I would say it's like that combination, you know, of things. Um, definitely, um, you know, you're thrown off on the hours and the time. I wouldn't say I get good sleep when I'm in a, <laughs> which club, <laughs> when I'm there. Which club am I finding you at? Where I, where I go probably isn't cool enough for where you want to go. So, <laughs> so I just can imagine. But if you want an underrated spot in Vegas for okay. you or anyone else out there, a place that is probably far cooler than where I belong, it's Dre's. D-R-E. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with that place. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then maybe it's not I... that cool. Or maybe... <laughs> yeah, so about that, Steve. About no, that. I didn't mean cut to Jeanette. I meant like maybe I don't have like any real like cool insights. I just so live for the like day when spot. I walk into Dre's and I see Steve. With, like, Evan Cohen and the VIP table at Dre's. Oh, boy. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. With Evan Cohen, we'd be getting really wild. <laughs> yeah. Ice water. Yeah, rowdy. Uh, by the way, Stone <laughs> recommends the Cheesecake Factory uh, in Vegas. That's his place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> $500. Yeah, because you, yeah, you can only do that in Vegas. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, <laughs> He's gonna... hey, yeah, a true Las Vegas experience, uh, the, the Cheesecake Factory. You're damn right. Uh, now, Steve, yeah. a, a true South Florida experience is the Capital One Orange Bowl, and it is an awesome matchup coming up in the Orange Bowl and always a big-time event at the Capital One Orange Bowl. Clemson, Tennessee. That's a really good matchup. Yes. A really exciting matchup, you know, of um, obviously, you know, teams that had fascinating years. Clemson probably expects to be in the CFP. Tennessee had a chance to be there with the, after the Alabama win. Uh, what, what, you know, great teams. And uh, you can be there to see them play each other in the Capital One Orange Bowl December 30th at Hard Rock Stadium. OrangeBowl.com. We're through the home stretch now. So it's time to get those tickets. Get your New Year's Eve plans ready to roll. Um, for or excuse me, you get your New Year's Eve Eve plans ready to roll on December thirtieth at the Hard Rock. All right, Steve. Appreciate you. Congratulations again on Aaron Judge. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right. I'm going to start to call you New Kennix from now on. <laughs> new Kennix, because uh, Frank Thomas. Yes. That's right. And uh, Frank Thomas loves that new Genix. Yeah. Uh, you love Frank Thomas. So I, I, I tell you what. I am very pro. I would like. Uh, I'd like a Jeanette. Are you into New Kennix as his new nickname? New Kennix? Yeah. Yeah. Approved. Uh-huh. Because I enhance everyone around me. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Oh, I... No, no, now we might have okay. to think twice about that. Hey, you can't be mad. I just embraced the nickname. All right. I'll let Stone and, uh, and, and Jeanette decide. <laughs> All right. Jeanette, and, Jeanette, enjoy your uh, wild dinner alone. <laughs> With eyelashes, uh-huh. with uh, long eyelashes or whatever. <laughs> Thank and you. a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, you, <sir. laughs> Thank you, Steve. That is Steve Politano. By the way, you will be alone. You don't have to worry about anyone coming up to you when you're reading a comic book alone. Yeah, that's right. true. There's going to be a force just field around you. the cheesecake factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Steve, appreciate it. Steve Politano, again, Ask Steve's every week here on Ken Levick Alive. We'll take a break, come back. We have plenty to get to, including... The woman who is suing 
suing Kraft for $5 million. She says it takes too long to make the instant mac and cheese. Well, I'll tell you what, lady. We're going to put it to the test right here live today on Ken LeVick Alive. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken LeVick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Here's a message from Ken LeVicka. A judgment has been made, and Aaron Judge is staying with the Yankees, and now we judge it. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LeVick Alive. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up. Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LeVick Alive on ESPN 1063. I'm trying to decide if I'm surprised or if there was never any doubt that Aaron Judge is still a Yankee. But I'm also torn, as thrilling as last year was, where Aaron Judge set the American League home run record, if this is actually a a good thing for the Yankees. On its face, absolutely. Yankees fans are happy. But is it ultimately, when we look nine years from now, a good thing in terms of the quest for a championship for the Yankees? A lot of things tearing me apart today, including the burrito I had last night. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and uh, your smart speaker. Let's try that thing again that we did yesterday, Stone, because that was uh, that was horrible on, on my part. So uh, here we go. Ready? Ready? We're going to... Uh, I have no idea what we're doing. I'm horrible. I'm going to say oh, I'm horrible. Okay. Ready? All right, here we go. One, two, three. I'm You're horrible! Perfect. All right. Uh, and in John Levine Action in Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the, well, fairly comfortable and really picturesque Intracoastal. Stone the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner, runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And in her rightful throne on a Wednesday, the... Dominican Queen, like the Ohio State, the Dominican Queen. It is Jeanette Javier, who is done, globetrotted, and finds her way back into the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios. Your reputation now, Jeanette, is that when you're not in on Mondays and Tuesdays, I think the listening audience just assumes you're in a different country. That's fair. With or all out of, of the, the traveling you do, out of the state at the very least, and maybe sometimes outside of the confines of the United States of America. Yeah, there's going to be a couple. I already have five trips planned for next year, so it's definitely a real thing. And you're going to Vegas soon, right? Yes. Well, not soon. End of February. End of February? Yes. Are, are we still, by the way, Stone, planning on <laughs> potentially trying to head out? What is the place, again, that I... It, it works for me because it's not a club. Circa. Uh, Circa, yeah, where I can just sit in the pool, be old, and watch sports while also having the Vegas experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, we were going to try and do that for, for the NCAA tournament, right? And yeah, I think we still are. I think it's on me to get that organized, so I'll get my butt moving okay. there. But it's Wait. Circa Sportsbook, it's Stadium Swim, it's all of that. Right, right. Can't- no, the answer is no. No. It's a boy's trip. No, I, well, no, no, here's, remember, she helps the cause. Because if Jess goes, and Vivi goes, and Jeanette goes. Okay, well, yes. I was like, what? Then that's I am more- not going because I'm single? 
No, 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 no. What it was going to be is, is you know, oh, Jess and Vivi, they can go do their own thing and Stone and I hang out, but it even helps our cause more if Jeanette is there. Because Jeanette will want to watch the games with us and stuff, but she'll also have the urge to go do the things that Vivi and Jess want to do, which is That's right. live Vegas. I don't want to live Vegas. I just want to sit in the pool and watch basketball. And do you guys want to pay for it, or do you want me to find money. the promoters? Well, I mean, of course. If that's the well, plan. Well, that's, that's, well, All right, now we got an addition. I didn't know you were so well-connected. My apologies. It's easy to get promoters in Vegas. Miami, it's a bit harder when because clubs are a female. little more yeah, What are me and Ken supposed to show off? What am I supposed to do? Show my cleavage? <laughs> well, depending on the club, show up in those little shorties that you guys enjoy. <laughs> that's a good, that's, a good that's right. Little, that's right. Hey, you know what? We'll go from five and a half inches to four and a half inch inseams, <laughs> and we're in. Oh, you're going to need to go Ooh. shorter, honey. I th- well, <laughs> we, we, we'd be in, just not the bars that not the bars that we were intending to initially go to <laughs> yeah. not that they're not fun but you're right the, the the ultimate goal would not have been where we end up if we're, yeah. if we're hiking up the inseams on the shorts you're right you're exactly right all right all right all right is theo going to this too well we haven't actually, we haven't actually brought it up to theo yeah but it's, we're Theo's still workshopping going and i'm not allowed to go. he has a wedding to pay for that's right yeah that's right so i think he might be locked in he might be locked into that but that's good where Jeanette is definitely in the mix for this. Now, the one holdup. <laughs> well, the, not for y'all's benefit, well, apparently. The one holdup, though, would be if I'm working the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Because mm. Florida Atlantic is a true, true potential NCAA tournament team. What are we looking at right now? Seven and one? Seven and one, number 23 in the net rankings. If the NCAA tournament field was released today, FAU would be a nine or a 10 seed. <laughs> that is. Pretty bad. They're number 23 in the net rankings, far and away the highest ranked team in the state of Florida. They got a big matchup tonight, too. Florida right? Gulf Coast I'm comes going. in. Dunk City to <laughs> FAU Arena, uh, to the borough. So go out there. It is the premier. Tonight is the premier mid major college basketball showdown in the entire country. And it's in Boca Raton, Florida. I've never said that before, and that is the truth. Tonight, FAU Florida Gulf Coast NCAA tournament implications. It's awesome. So get out uh, there to a 7 o'clock tip in Boca Raton. All right. Aaron Judge just made himself a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Now, he already made himself a lot of money with 62 home runs uh, in the regular season. We knew that big money was happening, but who was going to pay him the big money? That is the question. And it turns out, like it probably was always going to be, Aaron Judge, despite flirtations with the San Francisco Giants especially, and apparently late, uh, the San Diego Padres tried to come in and say, hey, look at these four-and-a-half-inch inseams. Mm. And, and Aaron Judge said, sorry, guys, i got to go back to my baby. And now he's a New York Yankee once again. Nine years, $360 million for a man who turns 31 years old in the month of April, right as the season gets going. Buster Olney talked about it earlier today on SportsCenter, and Buster Olney says that ultimately the negotiations came down to the Yankees having to tell Aaron Judge, all right, tell us your number. What happened was the Yankees completely surrendered. (laughs) And Aaron Judge had more leverage than any player in the history of that franchise. More than Babe Ruth, more than Joe DiMaggio, more than Reggie Jackson, more than Derek Jeter. He turned down $213.5 million in the spring from the Yankees, bet on himself, and the final numbers, $360 million, which means that over the course of six, seven months, the Yankees increased their offer by about 70%. <laughs> 
And Aaron Judge uh. goes back to New York, the team that drafted him, presumably moving forward to be a conversation about whether or not he'll be the next captain, uh, the first Yankee captain since Derek Jeter. The Yankees had to keep Aaron Judge. Hal Steinbrenner makes him this huge offer, which keeps him away from the San Francisco Giants. So just for, for people who All maybe right. watch. So, so uh, again, let's, let's just reiterate what Buster Olney said. Because, Jeanette, tell me if you think that this is sound business if you're the New York Yankees. You sort of dipped your toe in the water before last season and said, uh, Aaron, you good with $213 million? And he said, um, no. So then they let him play the season, and he manages to hit 62 home runs. So ultimately what the Yankees had to do was say, hey, remember that $213 million offer? Um... You tell us how much money you want to make. That's literally how the last 10 months have gone for the Yankees in relation to Aaron Judge. Necessary business, but tell me, Jeanette, if you think in the grand scheme of things in capitalist America, if that's good business. No, but no. they got what they wanted. <laughs> it's not good business. It's not at all. You're not getting Aaron Judge on the cheap. You just maybe... Over, think about this. As good as Aaron Judge is, fresh-faced, and he is an outstanding representative of the Yankees because he does nothing wrong. He's an upstanding citizen. Uh, he, Yankees fans are proud that he's the face of that franchise. He, like Derek Jeter, and Josh Cohen talks about it all the time on the home team, Derek Jeter looked like every single race. He could, he could fit everybody's profile He looked a little bit black. He looked a little bit Dominican. He looked a little bit Hispanic as a whole. He looked white. Aaron Judge is the same type of look. And so he checks all the boxes for all people in that melting pot of his city. And somehow, someway, the Yankees found a way to probably significantly overpay the man because he made them pay in a big way, which I think is awesome for Aaron Judge. Yeah, what a world we're living in. So Deion Sanders takes a 2,000% increase in pay going <laughs> uh-huh. from Jackson State uh-huh. to Colorado. Aaron Judge taking a 70% pay raise from what he was already. It's pretty cool stuff. Capitalistic world, like we we're saying. Hey, Aaron Judge, I will give him so much credit because how often in life do you bet on yourself? <laughs> but then you not only prove to people that you're worth it, but you end up making history in the process. Like what Aaron Judge did, that's the ultimate contract year. You we talk that. about contract years all the time. Aaron Judge literally said, bet. <laughs> and then he did. Sign. Sign. <laughs> And now he's got nine years, $360 million. And then think about what Lamar Jackson's going through this year, right? Uh-huh. Like This is his contract And it's year. hell for him, and he just suffered yep. a knee injury where he might miss a couple of weeks, and everything's torpedoing. And then on the other side, this guy's showing up to uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers games, right, chopping up with Tom Brady, then going the next day to get paid $360 million. He had the last two weeks, he had... He had the, you know, when, when he looked good in a Bucks jersey too. <laughs> he looked right, um, but you know, like you're single, right? You see, you just got out of a long relationship and you're single, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna go enjoy myself. You go to the club, and immediately, like, there's just a girl draped all over you. She's super hot. And you're like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. This is the life. This is good stuff. And so you spend a couple of weeks flirting with her and, uh, you know, you have some fun with her. But then like a week and a half into it, um, uh, you, you take her out and then she gets drunk at dinner and then just starts crying uncontrollably. And you're like, wait a minute. My ex never did that. Like, this is kind of weird. I don't know if I feel comfortable with this. I don't like being out on the market anymore. There's too much uncertainty. I had a good thing. That girl crying at dinner who you were having fun with for a week and a half, San Francisco Giants. 
And so Aaron Judge said, you know what? You know what? The stability, I know what I'm missing now, and it's, and it's her. And he went back to the New York Yankees, and they said, oh, it's so glad, I'm so glad to have you back. <laughs> what can I give you? What can I give you? And in, to keep this clean, Aaron Judge said, nine years, $360 million. And now they're locked in, and now they're engaged. I think it's more Is that a good analogy? It's a great one. I'm, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Okay. I think it's so Aaron Judge and the Yankees were in like a two and a half year relationship. Okay, long, so deep. that's long term. And in, in Jeanette's world, that's like long, long term. <laughs> you're like, married. That's mighty well like, married, right? Like dog years. You're, yeah, <laughs> you're married. You own corgis, like the whole thing. <laughs> you have five kids. I don't right, know how right. but it's there. Jeanette, two and a half years is like most people's 30. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so. Aaron Judge was like, we've been together way too long. I obviously, I'm not ready to fully commit. There's not a ring on your finger. Yeah. I'm going to go test out the market a mm-hmm. little bit and see what's up. Mm-hmm. You go out to the club. You go out, get drunk. There's a girl on top of you uh-huh. on Aaron Judge. And he's like, I kind of like this. But it's not what I had in the back. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, I'm, I'm not ready to go back back there. So what are you tweaking? So he goes, no, but that's not what, like, no, because he didn't go to dinner. With the, like it oh, wasn't yeah, a was real no thing. Yeah. There this was, was no just real a dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Snapchat, Ken. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. There was literally no strings here. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So then he goes back to the Yankees and he's like, eh, maybe I'm gonna try out this other chick. The other girl was blonde. I'm gonna go with this brunette. See what's up. Maybe I like the brunette better. Mm-hmm. Nah, I like my red-haired girl that I was with for two and a half years. Um, That's the Yankees. That also makes the Yankees, if the Yankees were an actual woman in this analogy, you would hate the Yankees. Because you'd be like, I can't believe you just let that guy come back. For sure. <laughs> the Yankees are spineless in this analogy. Uh, Brian Cashman, I can... Which I, I think they are in general. I, I can just see him on the phone. Like, Aaron, please come back. We'll pay you $360 million. Please, God. please, 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 please. And Aaron said, all right, fine, 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 fine. All right, I'll take it. And that's how the deal got done. A little insight there into the, how the Yankees do business. Brian Cashman, with tears in his eyes, pleads. And then that's how he signs free agents. When they offered the 213, do you think that the Yankees were like, oh, this is the Yankees brand, though? We Maybe. are the dream Maybe. team that everybody Maybe. wants to play for. Because the Yankees are the brand. And don't think that there wasn't a manner of ego that, that goes in how the Yankees do business and, and went into how they did business there. I think you're, you've got something going there. That's what I think. That, and then Aaron Judge was probably like, Nah, man, I think you guys need me more than you need yourselves mm-hmm. right now. Well, how disrespectful Deuce. does it seem after uh, 62 home runs later, that $213 million offer? You just couldn't draw it up any no. better. And that's why Aaron Judge is a consummate badass. Because he said, yeah, that ain't it. And then he hit 62 home runs and captivated the country in a sport that has trouble captivating the country. Yeah, you know who's extra excited and hopefully I can go find this, but I don't remember what month it was, what week it was for the Yankees, but little Timmy, the, the interviewer, had Aaron <laughs> Judge All-Star in front game? of her. Yeah, at the All-Star game. <laughs> Marley like, Rivera? Yeah, yeah, Marley Rivera, good call. She asked Aaron, you know, what do you have to say for little Timmy, who's your biggest fan, who wants you to stay? And he was being all, like, mystical. Like, we didn't know what he wanted to do there. Yeah. It, it, after seeing that, I don't know what's happening. He said like, hey, keep your head up. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's okay. You've had a good time, and I appreciate you. Oh, man. So he's done all that, and it it worked out. Like, he he was teasing correctly. He did do the proper amount of flirting to make the Yankees doubt themselves, too. Because, man, 
he went out to San Francisco. He was hanging out. He was talking with the Giants. His agent was making it public. Like, oh, yeah, That's what he's I'm talking saying. with the Giants. It's like when you start dating somebody new and you're like, I'm posting, posting yeah. it on my Instagram uh-huh. story. IG just public. Just I went yeah. up to you. Look at me going out and having fun. <laughs> now, now, what's interesting about the Yankees is that in a world, in sports, where it's free agency, that's how you build champions now, right? Very rarely anymore, whether it is pro sports or college sports, are you starting from a base where you're bringing in youth and you're developing that youth and you eventually get them to a spot where they're competing for championships because, Jeanette, you know, there's no patience in sports. There's no patience in the world, but especially in sports where now a football coach, chances are you got three years. If you don't show anything, done deal. You're out. See ya. In, free, in a world of free agency, it is rare anymore, I think, that fans truly care about the superstar, the franchise, the guy. Maybe quarterbacks in the NFL, but everywhere else, if you can build in the offseason, and for many people, free agency is the most thrilling part of a sports year, then that's good because you're putting yourself in a spot where you can hoist a trophy. But the Yankees are different. Baseball's taken over by free agency. But being the guy for the Yankees, for Yankees fans, matters still. I think. And so I don't think that the Yankees signing Aaron Judge 9 for 360 puts them any closer to winning their elusive 28th championship. I don't. I don't think it puts them any closer. But I do think there are Yankees fans who are on edge because they feared in an era of free agency and changing addresses that their guy was going to leave and play in a different uniform. And I don't think there's any other team in baseball that has that same sort of trepidation like Yankees fans have. You think it's a really good call, and I think you do have your fingers on the pulse of most fans of big-name, big-brand teams like the Yankees, whether it be you know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now or the New York Jets. Like I think you do have your fingers on the pulse, but I think if you're on the side of, I'd rather have a championship instead of a Hall of Fame guy, and he's not bringing us closer to, in this case, a World Series like it's you don't know what you have until it's gone necessarily. Like yeah, you could have gotten rid of Aaron Judge, saved the 360 and gone out and got a bunch of guys, but come middle of the season baseball season and nobody's really paying attention to you. Not that nobody pays attention to the Yankees. They always will. But I think the grass is always greener. Once Aaron Judge is gone, you'll feel some type of way. You won't be spoken about as much. We won't talk about the Yankees anymore if Aaron Judge was gone. I think it's interesting, but I'm on the latter part here. I don't think this was while it might have been the right thing to do, necessarily a good thing to do for the Yankees. They took a chance with Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge made him pay, and then the Yankees paid, paid. <laughs> He's going to be 31 years old. There are very few baseball players in the history of the sport that have gotten better after age 30 or who have had a sustained ascension before they fell off. And certainly not any players who have been, like Aaron Judge, will be 40 years old, still producing at the conclusion of this contract. It feels good today because Aaron Judge isn't a Red Sox player. He's not going to the Giants. He's not going to the Mets. It feels good today, but ultimately, was this a good thing for the Yankees? And I'm curious, as a fan, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you? Back in the day, back in my youth, before I turned into an old man, If the White Sox would have screwed it up with Frank Thomas in his prime, 1993, 1994, 1995, I would have never forgiven the franchise. Ever, 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 ever. But 
the lone White Sox World Championship in my lifetime came when they hit free agency and they brought in some good pieces in an offseason and they won it in 2005. And Frank Thomas played 16 games that year because of injury. Like for me, I no longer care about if my team takes care of the superstar because you can have a quick fix if you're savvy in the front office. The Yankees just did what maybe a team would have done 20 years ago in any sport, and that's take care of the franchise guy. Yeah, but take, take yourself back Who's to— Who's never won a title. Sure. Take yourself back, though, in your shoes. I'm sure you were a 10, 11-year-old when you said that you wouldn't forgive them if they did not re-sign Frank Thomas or give him what he was looking for. Like, that's what Yankees fans would feel right now. Like, yeah, you'd be proven later on if they did acquire in free agency and won a championship, but— Think about how Yankees fans would feel right now, how they'd be walking the streets of New York. Oh, if, they they have pitchforks right. and torches right. looking for Brian Cashman. Exactly. It would be like January 6th, <laughs> the Bronx edition. Goodbye, Aaron Boone. Like, oh, my God. Throw. Aaron Boone. Yeah, yeah. Brian Cashman <laughs> and Aaron Boone would be uh, sent straight to the river. All right? So, <laughs> so I, I guess we have two different eras Coming together right now. For You've sure. got the free agency, go win a championship. Now we're impatient Yankees that have intersected with the take care of the man who's going to be in Monument Park because the brand matters and the franchise matters. Aaron Judge, nine years, $360 million. As a fan, as a fan, you, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you? And was this a good thing? For the Yankees. Was this the right thing for the Yankees to do? Giving Aaron Judge nine for 360. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. As a fan, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you? And was this the right thing for the Yankees to do? 888-760-3776. Because, again, you're locked in huge money for a guy that's going to be 40 at the end of his contract. Yes, a four-time All-Star. Yes, 62 home runs last year. But also a guy who's not getting any younger. A guy who still, I mean, I brought up that he was a sure-thing Hall of Famer over the summer, and social media killed me. How can you say that? How can you say that? How can you say he's a sure thing Hall of Famer? He's only been in the league six years. Really? I think he's a sure thing Hall of Famer, but apparently there's question marks out there. And you just inked this guy through the age of 40 for $360 million. As a fan, it no longer means much to me to take care of the superstar, especially one who hasn't won a championship yet. Okay. It doesn't mean that much to me. And the Yankees, you think that $360 million can be used to shore up the bottom of the order, shore up the bullpen, (laughs) enhance the starting pitching. I don't know. Things that all failed them in the postseason. Aaron Judge failed them in the postseason against the Astros. He was getting booed against Houston. But now let's throw a parade because the Yankees signed him for nine years, $360 million. Like I'm just confused what the right approach here is. But isn't that the point of locking these superstars? To give them this amount of money to build a team around them. But it, it, it hurts you, though. Even the Yankees, even the, the <laughs> unlimited money Yankees, they have been very much more conservative by their standards with the checkbook because over, the, the, over the last few years. Haven't, hasn't the conversation for, the, I, I think, the past two seasons get rid of Aaron Boone? Yes. So that's what I think the Yankees should do next. 
They're going to invest in the players. They got to find a manager to do something with them, no? Yeah, but I'll that use... would placate the fans too. You might as well go through a fan appreciation yeah. week. You sign, <laughs> you sign Aaron Judge, and then you fire Aaron Boone. One Aaron for the other. Now they already screwed up the first part of fan appreciation week, though, by extending Brian Cashman for four years. But you know they extended <laughs> Brian Cashman for four years after they knew. That Aaron Judge is coming back to the Yankees, Of right? course. Yeah, Jeanette, I wanted to touch on something you just said, right? Like, you want to get your players grounded, solidified, and then build a team around them. Well, look what it's done to the Green Bay Packers, right? You paid Aaron Rodgers $50 million. And there's nobody to throw the ball to. Right. There's well, guys nobody in the defense. likes working with Aaron Rodgers. There's, That's the difference. There's gaps on the defense. But they're okay. hamstrung money-wise because of it. 100%. Yeah, and they do love playing with uh, no, best no, one of the best does. quarterbacks of all well, time. Well, I would use Tom Brady in that example. If I was a receiver, I'd enjoy playing with Aaron Rodgers. Of course, or anybody on the offensive side or defensive side because he's always putting you in good situations. If I were going to talk about 9-11, I'd probably avoid Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but everything in relation to— <laughs> Oh, my God, guys! I'm just saying. But in relation to everything you know, in the realm of the sport of football, yeah, of course you'd want to work with Aaron I mean, Rodgers. I think it's a good thing I'm going on the record on this show saying I don't think 9-11 was an inside job like Aaron Rodgers would try and tell me, okay? I just don't like talking about 9-11. It's a very sensitive <clears throat> topic. But anyways. You're horrible! <laughs> I, for me... I'm... I, like, <laughs> I go always, when you talk to superstars, diehard Orlando Magic fan, I always talk about what if they kept Shaq. And I looked up the number right now. I never knew this. They offered him 52 mil for four years. And the allure of L.A., Came calling. Exactly. And they ended up having to just, they got the value they could from trading Shaq. I would have pieced out, too. So, so... This is so young you, young you, how did you consume young Orlando resident Jeanette Javier? How did you consume Shaq being traded by the Magic to the Lakers? So I was still pretty young to understand. This was also when. Uh, I think that's even better, though. I think that's a better indication is a young person. I with all don't this. have a lot of, and I don't mind saying this on air, a lot of positive uh, memories with my biological dad. Mm-hmm. But one very positive is that this was a huge introduction to basketball. When I was like, why are the Orlando Magic in the news so much right now? We just spent like the past two seasons watching him in the playoffs. My dad was like, well, sometimes what happens in basketball is these players are so good that they leave. And I was like, but what, what's wrong with Orlando? And then my dad was like, well, when the L.A. Lakers, and that was when they were at the escalation, offer them that much money and you want to go to a bigger city, of course a young stud like Shaq wants to move to a bigger city. That actually is an extremely <laughs> level-headed response from your biological father. My dad would have been like, greedy SOP. Well, no, my, my dad was a professional basketball player in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's right. I totally forgot about so, that. So, like, he, and that's where I, my love of basketball grew. But I always go back, I'm like, Dang it, like the magic uh, 30 for 30 mm-hmm. movie. I cried when Shaq was like, well, to Penny, what would have happened if he didn't get injured? And Penny was like, what would have happened if he never le- got left? Yeah. Magic should have taken care of their superstar at that time. There's the there's playing right into what you said, Ken. It's the clash of the eras, right? Yeah. You have a young fan who wants to take care of the superstar, right? Take care of the future I still Hall think there are some older Yankees fans, though, too, that want to take care of the superstar. Because yeah. with the Yankees, Monument Park means something. Having a guy locked up means something. Mickey Mantle, lifetime Yankee. Lou Gehrig, lifetime Yankee. Like, those names matter. I'm on, Joe that, DiMaggio. I'm on that side of the fence. Take care of your Hall of Famers. Like, keep the traction. Keep so, everything this buzzing. Is, this is what I'm curious about, though, because you, you are someone that tends to be more of a fan of individual athletes, which is truly a new development in sports because I think fantasy has gone a long way. 
towards towards people becoming fans of individuals as opposed to teams. There's not nearly as much tribalism anymore in American professional sports as there used to be because you can follow individuals on your NBA ticket, on your league pass, on any of that stuff. Yes. Um, as opposed to just being locked into your regional team. So it's curious to hear I'm curious to hear you say that, or I'm I'm shocked to hear you say that. Because you, of all people, you're the person I know most as the individual. Jeanette still roots for her teams. She's still a Magic fan. She's still a Buccaneers fan. You, I'm a LeBron fan. I love Baker Mayfield. (laughs) You're all of these things, and you're saying, ah, it was good for the Yankees. It was the right decision. Lock in the guy who's going to Monument Park. Yeah, I I think for me it has a lot to do when I put my fandom hat on. It's like... If I'm a Yankees guy, like I want to show up to the stadium to watch. It's Aaron got a Judge. feather, by the way. His fandom hat. Oh, I oh, just imagined, it's... you know, like Kentucky Derby, but with. Uh, oh yeah. But with professional team logos, yeah. it's and Phil's r- just looking at them like super confused. Right, well, it's yeah. really elaborate. Uh-huh. It's, it's the whole hat phase that Cam Newton went through when he got them all custom <laughs> uh-huh. made and had all the feathers uh-huh. in yeah, them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think, like, too. as a fan, I have to have motivation to show up and consistently watch my team. And if we were to acquire all these free agents, in this case, I'm talking, I'm a Yankees fan. I don't want to have to sit through that season watching these guys gain chemistry and stuff like that. I want what I'm used to. I want to show up to the stadium on a Tuesday and watch Aaron Judge go yard. So I think in that instance, when I put my fan cap on, I want you to keep what the Hall of Famer in house. Especially with the fact that the Mets just acquired Justin Verlander. Yeah. Can you imagine if the Yankees didn't get Aaron? Oh yeah, and that, see, but that and Jeanette, that is perfect because what has happened is yeah, we can say, oh, the Yankees have unlimited money. They have unlimited money. But that's not true anymore because they don't spend like they used to. So nine years, $360 million for a team that hasn't thrown as much cash as they did back when they were winning six championships in eight years. Evan made the point the other day on Twitter, and you hear Evan Cohen 1155 and 555 every day here on ESPN 106.3. Evan tweeted, it's amazing. The Mets are now the Yankees. The Mets are the Yankees. The Mets with Cohen are the ones that, not Evan, that are throwing the millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars around every offseason. And the Yankees are, mm, let's think about it. When back in the day, George was just saying, take this money. Take this sack of cash. Randy Johnson, get over here. CeCe Sabathia, ah, get on the mound. Like, A-Rod, come on. Back <laughs> up the truck of money. Now they don't do that anymore. And so it's, it's if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks, and you're signing Aaron Judge. You're, you're, say Aaron Judge was an Arizona Diamondback, okay? okay? And they re-up for nine years, $360 million. He hasn't won a championship yet. Would it hurt initially? Yes. But it would be good for business? Probably. Mm-hmm. The Yankees just did the same thing, but we're hedging. It's, it's objectively not good for the baseball side of the business because that's money you can't use now to reinforce what is not yet a championship team. You haven't made any additions this offseason, you just brought back Aaron Judge, same team that got blown out of the ALCS by the Astros. Woo. But but because it's the Yankees, we're saying, that's the man, soon to be captain, Monument Park. That's why it makes sense. No other baseball team has that sort of approach to it. Now, what I think is greedy about it, though, is fans saying that this isn't a championship team. Like, this is a shoo-in team to get to the playoffs. We know that. Okay, for the great. Yankees. But, but for the like, Yankees, that doesn't matter. Getting to the playoffs means but nothing. I, well, I wasn't going to stop there. Like, you know these guys are contenders. They are not pretenders. So you have Aaron Judge in the same roster that you had. You're going to have a few acquisitions. Of course you will when it comes time to scoop guys that are just hanging out on the couch ready to go, or not on the couch per se, but, you know, on a team ready to leave. Like, you're 
contenders right now as it stands. So to say they're not a championship caliber team, I think is just super fanboy stuff if you're a Yankees guy. It's like, oh, no, well, we needed pieces. Well, one, let me hear you name the pieces that you need, the positions that you need to fill. That's all like being greedy. You got what you have. This team is full of great players. They're contenders. Just going out for that reaching for other guys that you should have acquired? I don't know. I guess it goes back to what Jeanette was saying. Why is the manager still there? If you're serious about winning, why is the manager still there? Sure, that's exactly the side I would then take. They've, I feel like they've been in mediocrity. I mean, look at look at, look at Jeanette's team, the Astros. The team she works for in spring training at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Look at the Astros. You think that they are back to the World Series and winning if they threw a ton of money at Carlos Correa two years ago? They let him go, and guess what? They found a way with the money that they saved not signing Carlos Correa because yeah. they had their base, and then they reorganized around their base players who they're not playing nine years, $360 million to. And they're still adding great players, And they're going to be the favorites to go back-to-back. Exactly. They're going to be the favorites to go back-to-back. And that's with Justin Verlander leaving, too. Right. Exactly. Justin Verlander, who, by the way, wasn't real good in the postseason. Wasn't real good in the postseason, and they're going to find a way to replace him. As a fan, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you and was re-signing Aaron Judge, 9 for 360, the right thing for the Yankees to do? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Where are we going to, Stone? We got Ernesto in Boynton Beach. Ernesto is in Boynton Beach. What's up, Ernie? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. And gals. Hello, Jeanette. Hola. And, uh... I want to say this is a perfect topic for me because I am right there in, the, in that alley in terms of I'm an old school guy with a kind of growing up with these young millennium knuckleheads. Listen, I grew up when they used to take care of them, not take care of them at all. Remember that? No, they used, there was a point that they didn't take care of them at all. Mm-hmm. Then there was a point that they wanted to take care of too well. Not to the point that the, the leverage in terms of power is overwhelming that now it's players. You know, the players holding the, the, the overwhelming power in terms of what they want to go or say or what they want to do. So in terms of paying them off, yeah. But for the hedging on the terms of the future of the team, no. I'm sorry. That's too much. Don't get me wrong. In terms of – in sports, is different. The, 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 uh, not all sports are the same. In baseball, there's no salary cap. There's a luxury tax, so it depends on – if you have the deep pockets to not give a damn and pay for the luxury tax, yeah. then fine. But in, in other sports, there isn't that – you can't say that. Uh, uh, it's pretty much a level playing field when it comes to hockey or uh, basketball. It's kind of different because you have media markets. That are, you know, you have New York, you have L.A., you have Chicago. So every, in every sport is different. But when it comes to baseball, you want to pay – the person that you – especially the hometown growth, I mean – this is their guy. This is the guy. That's the other thing that they're hedging on, that they don't want to – you're right. You said it earlier. You New Yorkers would have been lost if they would have lost this guy. I mean, I, I could have really seen Yankee fans really going off the ledge because they lost this guy. Now, at the same period, I think they're not really built complete. I mean, they, they, they're going to be contenders. You're right. They're going to be there. They're, they're going to make it. They're still a flawed team. This, they're still flawed, man. There's still some flaw in there. So they're hedging that they're not losing the guy because that's their mind. You said it, Stone. That's their, that's their next captain, their next monument guy. That's their guy. You're right. They had to sign that guy for the purpose of the Yankee history. I think they had to sign him for Yankee history. Let's put it that way. For Yankee history, they had to sign him. Now, 
is he going to stay with them? I don't know. It might do the the kind of pull holes effect that, you know, pull holes at the same. No one forget that pull signed a big contract the same way. Did he end up staying with the Cardinals? No, he ended no. up leaving, didn't he? Eventually, eventually, the so, Well, he went to the Angels because they offered him billions yeah. and billions. Even more. But then he went back to the Cardinals. Yeah, right. so, so people, people are making it sound like this guy cannot make that money. Excuse me? He can make even more money possibly in a couple of years if there's another team out there that wants him even more and the Yankees are willing. Maybe at that time, the Yankees are not doing well. And they need, they need the, the, the flexibility because of his contract. Yeah. And maybe they're going to let him go back then. I it's going to be – that would be fascinating, though, after all this, and appreciate the call, Ernie, if the Yankees end up five years from now having a deal, Aaron Judge, and that Albatross contract. Now that is going to be drama. If that happens, get the popcorn. But now, he's he's the he's the son. He's the Yankees' son. He's the guy. But now he's got to perform, and he's in his thirties. He's in his thirties now, and he signed through age forty. As a fan, how much does taking care of the superstar mean to you in modern day sports? And Aaron Judge nine for three sixty. Was it the right thing to do for the Yankees? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six on Twitter at KLV1063. Steve Politziner, Yankees fan. We'll ask him how he feels. He is the brains, and he joins us every week for Ask Steve's. He's next. That's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN. <laughs> Jar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Well, we've got the answer to our question. Spring training this year at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches when teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox come through to play the Nationals and the defending champion Astros. Will Aaron Judge be there? Well, we know he'll be on the roster for the Yankees. So stop asking me. And it's one less thing I can use to promote Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Because, yeah, hey, it's Aaron Judge. There's no mystery anymore. Aaron Judge is a Yankee. So the Yankees and the Red Sox, just two of the teams coming through. Grapefruit League play, Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Tickets for spring training on sale now for the Nationals and the defending world champion, Houston Astros in West Palm Beach. Nestled nicely into West Palm is the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. We are less than two months away from pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. Nationals, Astros right there. Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. And get your tickets. Actually, I was at the first ever game played at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. And in attendance with me was Steve Politziner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and the smartest damn man I know on a multitude of topics. It is time now for Ask Steve's. Steve Politziner is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. Business, life, 
pop culture, doesn't matter. He knows something about everything. He is Steve Politziner, and he joins us every week here on Ken LeVica Live. Steve, I don't know if you remember uh, that that first game, the inaugural game to open up the ballpark at the Palm Beaches, uh, when we showed up, and I actually broadcasted live from there before first pitch of that game they still were putting up the signs for the sections uh on the concourse uh about three hours before first pitch and we were like wow like this is awesome and this is new new they're not even done putting in the signs yet and first pitch is like three hours away that seems like a decade ago at this point oh my god i do do, kenny and it's amazing there have been so many First of all, I mean, you think about the success, both the Nationals and the Astros, you know, World Series since the, Palm, since the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, you know, it's open. I totally remember that beginning. I think they basically got a CO permit to operate about four minutes before the first pitch of the game. Um, and, uh, and just been going. I also was there at the last game when the world was normal. It was in the middle of the Yankees Nationals game uh-huh. when the baseball season got you know got canceled in a, pre, a preseason uh, or a spring training game, and I just heard you mention you know Yankees will be back my Yankees with uh, a nice uh, nice signing today re-signing today who um, and it'll be great to be there when the when the world's uh, when the world's normal. So I pass along my congratulations to you uh, on the Aaron Judge signing, and so uh, our analogy here uh, was that hey. He was in a long-term relationship, and so he broke up. He just wasn't ready to commit yet, and he just wanted to see what else was out there. Went to the club, had a girl all over him. It was fun, good times, that being the Giants. They went to dinner, then she started crying randomly in the middle of dinner, and he's like, "Uh uh-oh, there's some red flags here. This is super dramatic. And he's like, you know what? I had stabilization in my previous relationship. I need to make my way back, and he came back to the Yankees. Now, the thing is, the Yankees missed him a lot, a lot. And he tried to play it cool, like, well, maybe we can talk. And they were like, what do you want? Just come back, please, whatever you want. And he said, nine years, $360 million. And now they're committed. And now they're engaged. It's a beautiful story. You as a Yankees <laughs> fan, Steve, um, uh, even if it hurts the team long term, nine years, 360, money that could be used to reinforce the bullpen, enhance the starting pitching, ha- uh, fix the bottom of the order, things that fl- were flaws in the postseason – how do you feel as just a pure Yankees fan that Aaron Judge is I'm, with you? I'm excited, and I do think there's a lot of data that shows that this is a huge risk. I mean, he hasn't even been healthy the majority of his career. Right. Obviously, when he is, he's a game changer. However, when you look at this, the team this past year, he literally carried, you know, carried the entire team. There was so little around him for large stretches, you know, large stretches of, uh, of the season. I think it played out the way most always thought it did. Would where the Yankees were hoping for a little bit of a hometown discount, and I think Judge's thing all the way was, I'm leaning Yankees. Don't insult me, you know. Don't make it where I have to stay with you for forty million dollars less. Once the Giants' number was in, as long as the Yankees matched it, and the fact that there weren't a lot of other teams, you know, in the mix, then it was there. So I, I'd say I was a little nervous. Um, but, and it, and it is a weird feeling, right? When you're a Yankee fan, you know that you're always like, you're the bad guy to so many teams. And for a little, for a while here, the last couple of weeks, when I'm talking about it, like talking about it with friends or my kids, it's like, whoa, wait, we're, we may be one of those teams that loses their player. That's a weird yeah. feeling. The Yankees don't lose their great player. Right. Um, but I think it's, they played it very well, very carefully, very, um, um, very like um, you know tiptoed properly through the media. Didn't do anything that would 
you know, set him off. Like, you know, um, if you remember when Jeter was a, the one time he was a free agent, that was really, it got really ugly. Yes. And the Yankees made sure to, you know, handle that much more carefully this time. Just from a business perspective, I'm curious because <laughs> according to Buster Olney today, the Yankees offered Aaron Judge $213 million before the season started. And Aaron Judge said, eh, no. And then proceeded to hit 62 home runs in that contract year. And $213 million was raised to nine years and $360 million. I can't remember a contract year that was that good from a business perspective. You, as an executive, you make business decisions. I mean, you look at that Yankees situation. How do you consume that? Well, he bet on himself. And the Yankees were willing, and that was the part that didn't get acrimonious. It's kind of like what I think is going on with Lamar Jackson right now. He's betting on himself. Um, it doesn't seem like it's acrimonious at all right there. Like in Baltimore, it's a rare instance where you have a superstar uh, quarterback that has the chance possibly to walk, but it isn't like obvious that he's going to, you know, that he's going to go. Um, in fact, I feel like the lean is that they would come up with the money and stay. If you have a, if you have an organization that's well run. You have owners that aren't meddling. You have trust and communication, you know, with agents. And that, then, you know, then, then this is the product of what can happen. But when you play these things out through the media, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen, when you have too many people that think they're going to save the day, that's where things go, you know, things go sideways. I think I've said to you before, I still think that the Dolphins will try to be in the mix, you know, with Lamar. Uh, with, with, you know, with Lamar. Um, but I, I think the I think the Ravens are will probably find a way, you know, to make it work. How dare you? Uh, how dare me? I mean, did, you, did, did you watch? Did you watch the game? Did you, I mean, are we Tua, going there, Steve? Don't are we going there, Steve? Steve? My Hawaiian son. Oh how dare you? I mean, I'd rather have Stone Labonowitz. Uh, <laughs> hey. From what I saw on Sunday. I think I would have done the exact same thing that Tua did or a lot worse. But don't be going after our boy like that. More guys in red jerseys would have caught the football (laughs) if that was you. I promise you that. I promise you that. Now, in the free agent era of sports, Steve, and so let me just give you an example. Me as a White Sox fan, Frank Thomas, my all-time favorite player. I idolized the man, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, as he should have been, but He was never the guy when the White Sox won a World Series. He played 16 games in 2005. Like Paul Canerco, who is like 17 rungs lower than Frank Thomas on the all-time baseball player scale, he was the captain of that team. He was the guy, and so I hold a special place in my heart for him. But Frank Thomas, the, the, the standard, the guy, the face of the White Sox organization, but I don't think that exists in a lot of organizations anymore. It definitely doesn't with the White Sox, but the Yankees, having the franchise guy still matters. Monument Park is there. Keeping a guy in a Yankees uniform for his entire career is there. How do you juxtapose that, that Aaron Judge now is going to be in Monument Park? He's going to be the captain against the fact that the Yankees may have hurt themselves to get that next championship by re-signing him. Well, I, I don't know if you, they hurt themselves you know, by doing it because um, when, if, you have, if you can develop players, you have a window. Right. Look at what look, I mean, look at teams like the Rays. I mean, look at teams that are scrappy and can and you still have a window to be able to do it before you have to pay, you know, those guys out. Right. You are going to lose guys like James Tyon leaves like that's going to be the product of you can't have it all. Right. You can't go and sign Justin Verlander. Um, 
I think, though, what you see in a healthy Aaron Judge, the way he, the way he impacts the entire lineup up and down, that's what they're paying for. They're basically saying we're going to give up numbers, you know, seven, eight, nine in the lineup, or maybe five, six, and seven in the lineup. But he makes a big enough difference where he'll cover that up. I mean, look, he batted second, you know, a lot of the year. I mean, they get him. True. He gets up, sure. he gets up and early. He gets his at bats. When he's healthy, you want him to. Well, Steve has fully talked himself into Aaron Judge for the next ten years uh, in a in a Yankees I mean, anybody would. You you don't think if, if didn't the Marlins do this? Wasn't this the John Carlos Stanton signing with the Marlins? Yeah, years ago that lasted I mean, not, not, three not years. To this, uh, right. Yeah. Right. But at, you know, at the time though, I have to imagine you were supportive of it. Uh, I was, but everybody knew because it was the Marlins how that was going to turn out. And if they would have re-signed Jose yeah. Fernandez, everybody would have knew what was going to happen with that. Um, uh, well, uh, for the Marlins, it was a win. Either he, either they were going to, you know, defy history and keep him, or they were going to trade him for picks. Right. You know, or they were going to trade him to rebuild. I, I mean, I, it's almost a better situation for them than with the Yankees. Because if the Yankees, if he claims that with the Yankees, it's going to be because he's injured, and then there's no chance. You know, then there's no value because you can't trade him. This is a pretty much an untradeable contract. So he has to be healthy, or else this thing is a complete failure. Yeah. Uh, Steve Palatino asks Steve's Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, and uh, he tells us what we need to know. He educates us every week. He is the man with the brain. Ask Steve's here on Ken Levicka Live. I'm actually, Steve, I wanted you to hear something that Jeanette brought up to Stone and I before the show. Uh, Jeanette, could you, could you ask Steve your question about Vegas and dinner and see what he thinks about that because I think he's a good person to discuss this, actually. Okay, so Steve, I'm going to Vegas for my other job and it's going to be a heavy conference and you know how that stuff goes. It's a lot of, like, you just need some wine downtime. So one of my favorite things to do in Vegas is to dress up super extra and go to nice dinners. And I've never done it by myself in Vegas just because of the magnitude of the extravagance. And I think I want to do it after the conference at Hell's Kitchen. Is that weird? Like dressing up, getting extra, and doing it by herself. A dinner, an extravagant dinner by herself in Vegas. Is like that weird? fake eyelashes, and, hair and extensions, you, all that fun stuff. And is this, is the by yourself part because you don't know anyone else that's on this trip, or you want to do it by yourself? Like you, that's part of the excitement for you. No, uh, between you and I, I would have no issues finding someone to have dinner with in Vegas. But Okay, but you're saying you don't want to. No, I don't want it. It's going to be me and my comic book, probably. Is that um, weird if I'm reading a comic it, book it, by myself in Vegas? Well, well, let me put it this way. If the, night, if the result of it is, hey, I went to dinner, I got all dressed up, and then I just like, went back to my room, or is that, is that okay? I would love that. Oh. So like you're hoping to just have a nice dinner, get all dressed up, and then just like you know walk around alone or go back to your room. Yeah, but is it weird? Does I they... think that's fine. Okay, cool. Thank you. No, I think that's totally fine. I do. I think that's. I think there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people wouldn't do that because they'd feel like, oh, I have to hang out with somebody or I have to go go to you know go to eight different places. I think it's great. I think you'll have a great time if that you know you know what you're looking for. So if that's the base that you're looking for. And that's and that in and of it, that alone will make you happy. See, that's the thing about babies. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Some people want to eat at two in the morning. Some people want to go gambling. Some people just want to walk the strip. Some people just want to watch the, you know, the 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 water show. What like, is, whatever you want. What is a Steve Pollitziner trip to Vegas like? 
This is good. What you're, you know, depends what you're there for. I mean, is it is it a bachelor party or is it summer a summer league? Like, both. like you just went to a couple <laughs> NBA summer league games and you have a couple of days by yourself with the boys in Vegas. Yeah. All right. So not alone. Right. I'm not alone because if I'm there, I'm with you know probably probably with some colleagues or some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go for summer league, uh, mixture some time at the pool, um, some taking some summer league games. Dinners, gambling, walking around. I would say it's like that combination, you know, of things. Um, definitely, um, you know, you're thrown off on the hours and the time. I wouldn't say I get good sleep when I'm in a, <laughs> which club, <laughs> when I'm there. Which club am I finding you at? Where I, where I go probably isn't cool enough for where you want to go. So, <laughs> so I just can imagine. But if you want an underrated spot in Vegas for okay. you or anyone else out there, a place that is probably far cooler than where I belong, it's Dre's. D-R-E. I, yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with that place. <laughs> oh, okay. Spot. Well, then maybe it's not I... that cool. Or maybe... <laughs> yeah, so about that, Steve. About no, that. I didn't mean talk to Jeanette. I meant like maybe I don't have like any real like cool insight. I just but live for like the day when spot. I walk into Dre's and I see Steve. With, like, Evan Cohen and the VIP table at Drake's. Oh, boy. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. With Evan Cohen, we'd be getting really wild. <laughs> yeah. Ice water. Yeah, rowdy. Uh, by the way, Stone <laughs> recommends the Cheesecake Factory uh, in Vegas. That's his place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> $500. Yeah, because yeah, you can only do yeah you can only do that in Vegas. Uh-huh. So that's good. <laughs> He's gonna... hey, yeah, a true Las Vegas experience, uh, the, the Cheesecake Factory. You're damn right. Uh, now, Steve, yeah. a, a true South Florida experience is the Capital One Orange Bowl, and it is an awesome matchup coming up in the Orange Bowl and always a big-time event at the Capital One Orange Bowl. Clemson, Tennessee. That's a really good matchup. Yes. A really exciting matchup, you know, of um, obviously, you know, teams that had fascinating years. Clemson probably expects to be in the CFP. Tennessee had a chance to be there with the, after the Alabama win. Uh, what, what, you know, great teams. And uh, you can be there to see them play each other in the Capital One Orange Bowl December 30th at Hard Rock Stadium. OrangeBowl.com. We're at the home stretch now. So it's time to get those tickets, get your New Year's Eve plans ready to roll. Um, for, or excuse me, you get your New Year's Eve Eve plans ready to roll on December 30th at the Hard Rock. All right, Steve, appreciate you. Congratulations again on Aaron Judge. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, I'm going to start to call you New Kennix from now on. <laughs> new Kennix? Because uh, Frank Thomas, yes. that's right. And uh, Frank Thomas loves that new Genix. Yep. And that you love Frank Thomas. So uh, I, I tell you what, I am very pro I would Nugenics. like uh, I'd like a Jeanette. Are you into New Kennix as his new nickname? New Kennix? Yeah. Yeah. Approved. Uh-huh. Because I enhance everyone around me. Okay. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, I, uh, yeah, now, now we might have okay. to think twice about that. Hey, you can't be <laughs> mad. I just embraced the nickname. All right, I'll let Stone and uh, and, and Jeanette decide. <laughs> All right. Jeanette, and, Jeanette, enjoy your uh, wild dinner alone. <laughs> With eyelashes, uh-huh. with uh, long eyelashes or whatever. <laughs> and a comic up. book. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That is Steve Politano. By the way, you will be alone. You don't have to worry about anyone coming up to you when you're reading a comic book alone. Yeah, that's true. There's going to be a force just field around you. the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Steve, appreciate it. Steve Politano, again, Ask Steve's every week here on Ken Levick Alive. We'll take a break, come back. We have plenty to get to, including... The woman who is suing 
suing Kraft for $5 million. She says it takes too long to make the instant mac and cheese. Well, I'll tell you what, lady. We're going to put it to the test right here live today on Ken LaVica Live. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken LaVica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. ESPN. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Well, we've got the answer to our question. Spring training this year at Ballpark of the Palm Beaches when teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox come through to play the Nationals and the defending champion Astros. Will Aaron Judge be there? Well, we know he'll be on the roster for the Yankees. So stop asking me. And it's one less thing I can use to promote Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Because, yeah, hey, it's Aaron Judge. There's no mystery anymore. Aaron Judge is a Yankee. So the Yankees and the Red Sox, just two of the teams coming through. Grapefruit League play, ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Tickets for spring training on sale now for the Nationals and the defending world champion, Houston Astros in West Palm Beach. Nestled nicely into West Palm is the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com. We are less than two months away from pitchers and catchers reporting. The spring training, Nationals, Astros, right there, ballpark of the Palm Beaches, ballparkpalmbeaches.com, and get your tickets. Actually, I was at the first ever game played at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, and in attendance with me was Steve Politziner, Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, and the smartest damn man I know on a multitude of topics. It is time now for Ask Steve's. Steve Paulette Senior is a Palm Beach County Sports Hall of Famer, a business maven, an accomplished youth coach, and a worldly family man. Every week he bestows his expansive wisdom upon us. It's time again for Ask Steve's, presented by the Capital One Orange Bowl. Legends are made there. Who's next? Get your tickets today at orangebowl.org. You've got mail. Business, life, Pop culture, doesn't matter. He knows something about everything. He is Steve Politziner, and he joins us every week here on Ken LaVica Live. Steve, I don't know if you remember uh, that that first game, the inaugural game to open up the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, uh, when we showed up, and I actually broadcasted live from there before first pitch of that game, they still were putting up the signs for the sections uh, on the concourse uh, about three hours before first pitch, and we were like, wow, like this is awesome, and this is new-new. They're not even done putting in the signs yet, and first pitch is like three hours away. That seems like a decade ago at this point. Oh, my God, I do, I do Kenny, and it, it's amazing. There have been so many... First of all, I mean, you think about the success, both the Nationals and the Astros, you know, World Series since the, Palm, since the ballpark of the Palm Beaches, you know, it's open. I totally remember that beginning. I think they basically got a CO permit to operate about four minutes before the first pitch of the game. Um, and, uh, and just been going. I also was there at the last game when the world was normal. It was in the middle of the Yankees Nationals game uh-huh. when the baseball season got you know got canceled in a, pre, a preseason uh, or a spring training game, and I just heard you mention you know Yankees will be back my Yankees with a, a nice uh, nice signing today re-signing today who um, and it'll be great to be there when the when the world's uh, when the world's normal. So I pass along my congratulations to you uh, on the Aaron Judge signing, and so uh, our analogy here uh, was that hey. 
he it was in a long-term relationship, and so he broke up. He just wasn't ready to commit yet, and he just wanted to see what else was out there. Went to the club, had a girl all over him. It was fun, good times, that being the Giants. They went to dinner, then she started crying randomly in the middle of dinner, and he's like, uh-oh, there's some red flags here. This is super dramatic, and he's like, you know what? I had stabilization in my previous relationship. I need to make my way back, and he came back to the Yankees. Now, the thing is, the Yankees missed him a lot, a lot. And he tried to play it cool, like, well, maybe we can talk. And they were like, what do you want? Just come back, please, whatever you want. And he said, nine years, $360 million. And now they're committed. And now they're engaged. It's a beautiful story. You as a Yankees fan, Steve, um, uh, even if it hurts the team long term, nine years, 360, money that could be used to reinforce the bullpen, enhance the starting pitching, uh, fix the bottom of the order, things that were flaws in the postseason, how do you feel as just a pure Yankees fan that Aaron Judge is I'm, I'm, I'm excited, and I do think there's a lot of data that shows that this is a huge risk. I mean, he hasn't even been healthy the majority of his career. Right. Obviously, when he is, he's a game changer. However, when you look at this, the, the team this past year, he literally carried, you know, carried the entire team. There was so little around him for large stretches, you know, large stretches of, uh, of the season. I think it played out the way most always thought it did. Would where the Yankees were hoping for a little bit of a hometown discount, and I think Judge's thing all the way was, I'm leaning Yankees. Don't insult me, you know. Don't make it where I have to stay with you for forty million dollars less. Once the Giants number was in, as long as the Yankees matched it, and the fact that there weren't a lot of other teams, you know, in the mix, then it was there. So I, I'd say I was a little nervous. Um, but and it, and it is a weird feeling, right? When you're a Yankee fan, you know that you're always like you're the bad guy to so many teams. And for a little, for a while here, the last couple of weeks, when I'm talking about it, like talking about it with friends or my kids, it's like, whoa, wait, we're we may be one of those teams that loses their player. That's a weird yeah. feeling. The Yankees don't lose their great player, right? Um, but I think it's, they played it very well, very carefully, very. Um, um, very like um, you know tiptoed properly through the media. Didn't do anything that would you know set him off. Like you know um, if you remember when Jeter was a the one time he was a free agent, that was really it got really ugly. Yes, and the Yankees made sure to you know handle that much more carefully this time. Just from a business perspective, I'm curious because <laughs> according to Buster Olney today, the Yankees offered Aaron Judge 213 million dollars before the season started, and Aaron Judge said. Eh, no. And then proceeded to hit 62 home runs in that contract year, and $213 million was raised to nine years and $360 million. I can't remember a contract year that was that good from a business perspective. You, as an executive, you make business decisions. I mean, you look at that Yankees situation, how do you consume that? Well, he bet on himself. And the Yankees were willing, and that was the part that didn't get acrimonious. It's kind of like what I think is going on with Lamar Jackson right now. He's betting on himself. Um, it doesn't seem like it's acrimonious at all right there. Like in Baltimore, it's a rare instance where you have a superstar uh, quarterback that has the chance possibly to walk, but it isn't like obvious that he's going to, you know, that he's going to go. Um, in fact, I feel like the lean is that they would come up with the money and stay. If you have, a, if you have an organization that's well-run, you have owners that aren't meddling. You have trust and communication, you know, with agents. And that, then, you know, then, then this is a product of what can happen. 
But when you play these things out through the media, when you have too many cooks in the kitchen and you have too many people that think they're going to save the day, that's where things go, you know, things go sideways. I think I've said to you before, I still think that the Dolphins will try to be in the mix, you know, with Lamar. Uh, with, you know, with Lamar, um, but I, I think the Ra- I think the Ravens are will probably find a way, you know, to make it work. How dare you? Uh, how dare me? I mean, did, you, did, did you watch? Did you watch the game? Did you, I mean, are Tua, we going there, Steve? Tua, are we going there, Tua, Steve? Tua, my Hawaiian son. Oh how dare you? I mean, I'd rather have Stone Labonowitz. Uh, <laughs> hey. From now, what I saw on Sunday. I think I would have done the exact same thing that Tua did or a lot worse. But don't be going after our no. boy like that. More guys in red jerseys would have caught the football <laughs> if that was you. Just, I promise you that. I promise you that. Now, in the free agent era of sports, Steve. And so let me just give you an example. Me as a White Sox fan. Frank Thomas, my all-time favorite player. I idolized the man. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, as he should have been. But... He was never the guy when the White Sox won a World Series. He played 16 games in 2005. Like Paul Canerco, who is like 17 rungs lower than Frank Thomas on the all-time baseball player scale, he was the captain of that team. He was the guy, and so I hold a special place in my heart for him. But Frank Thomas, the, the, the standard, the guy, the face of the White Sox organization, but I don't think that exists in a lot of organizations anymore. It definitely doesn't with the White Sox, but the Yankees, having the franchise guy still matters. Monument Park is there. Keeping a guy in a Yankees uniform for his entire career is there. How do you juxtapose that, that Aaron Judge now is going to be in Monument Park? He's going to be the captain against the fact that the Yankees may have hurt themselves to get that next championship by re-signing him. Well, I, I don't know if you, they hurt themselves you know, by doing it because um, when, if, you have, if you can develop players, you have a window. Right. Look at what look, I mean, look at teams like the Rays. I mean, look at teams that are scrappy and, can, and you still have a window to be able to do it before you have to pay, you know, those guys out. Right. You are going to lose guys like James Tyon leaves like that's going to be the product of you can't have it all. Right. You can't go and sign Justin Verlander. Um, I think, though, what you see in a healthy Aaron Judge, the way he or the way he impacts the entire lineup up and down. That's what they're paying for. They're basically saying we're going to give up numbers, you know, seven, eight, nine in the lineup, or maybe five, six, and seven in the lineup. But he makes a big enough difference where he'll cover that up. I mean, look, he batted second, you know, a lot of the year. I mean, they get him. True. He gets up, sure. gets up and early. He gets his at bats when he's healthy. You want him to. Well, Steve has fully talked himself into Aaron Judge for the next ten years uh, in a in a Yankees uniform. Anybody would. You you don't think if didn't the Marlins do this? Wasn't this the John Carlos Stanton signing with the Marlins? Yeah, years ago that lasted three years. uh, Right. Yeah. Right. But you know, at the time though, I have to imagine you were supportive of it. Uh, I was, but everybody knew because it was the Marlins how that was going to turn out. And if they would have re-signed Jose yeah. Fernandez, everybody would have knew what was going to happen with that. But, um, uh, well, uh, for the Marlins, it was a win. Either he, either they were going to, you know, defy history and keep him, or they were going to trade him for picks. Right. You know, or they were going to trade him to rebuild. I, I mean, I, it's almost a better situation for them than with the Yankees because if the Yankees, if he claims that with the Yankees, it's going to be because he's injured, and then there's no chance. You know, then there's no value because you can't trade him. This is a pretty much an untradeable contract. So he has to be healthy, or else this thing is a complete failure. Yeah. Uh, Steve Polizino, Ask Steve's Palm Beach County Hall of Famer, and uh, he 
tells us what we need to know. He educates us every week. He is the man with the brain. Ask Steve's here on Ken Levick Alive. I'm actually, Steve, I wanted you to hear something that Jeanette brought up to Stone and I before the show. Uh, Jeanette, could you, could you ask Steve your question about Vegas and dinner and see what he thinks about that? Because I think he's a good person to discuss this, actually. Okay, so Steve, I'm going to Vegas for my other job. And it's going to be a heavy conference. And you know how that stuff goes. It's a lot of you. Like, you just need some wind down time. So one of my favorite things to do in Vegas is to dress up super extra and go to nice dinners. And I've never done it by myself in Vegas just because of the magnitude of the extravagance. And I think I want to do it after the conference at Hell's Kitchen. Is that weird? Like dressing up, getting extra, and doing it by herself. A dinner, an extravagant dinner by herself in Vegas. Is like that weird? Fake eyelashes, and, hair and extensions, you, all that fun stuff. And is this is the by yourself part because you don't know anyone else that's on this trip or you want to do this by yourself? Like you, that's part of the excitement for you. No, uh, between you and I, I would have no issues finding someone to have dinner with in Vegas. But Okay, but you're saying you don't want to. No, I don't want it. It's going to be me and my comic book probably. Is that weird um, if I read a comic and, book and, by myself in Vegas? Well, well, let me put it this way. If the night, if the result of it is, hey, I went to dinner, I got all dressed up, and then I just like went back to my room, or is that, is that okay? I would love that. Oh, so like you're hoping to just have a nice dinner, get all dressed up, and then just like, you know, walk around alone or go back to your room. Yeah. But is it weird? Does I that's... think that's fine. Okay, cool. Thank you. No, I think that's totally fine. I do. I think that's. I think there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people wouldn't do that because they'd feel like, oh, I have to hang out with somebody, or I have to go go to you know go to eight different places. I think it's great. I think you'll have a great time if that you know you know what you're looking for. So if that's the base that you're looking for, and that's and that in and of it, that alone will make you happy. See, that's the thing about babies. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Some people want to eat at 2 in the morning. Some people want to go gambling. Some people just want to walk the strip. Some people just want to watch the, you know, the, the, the water show. What like, is, whatever you want. What is a Steve Politziner trip to Vegas like? This is good. Depends what you're, you know, depends what you're there for. I mean, is it, is it a bachelor party or is it a summer league? Okay, like, for both. Like, you just went to a couple <laughs> NBA summer league games and you have a couple days by yourself with the boys in Vegas. Yeah. All right. So not alone. Right. I'm not alone because if I'm there, I'm with, you know, probably probably with some colleagues or some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, when I go for summer league, uh, mixture, some time at the pool, um, some taking some summer league games, dinners, gambling, walking around. I would say it's like that combination, you know, of things. Um, definitely, um, you know, you're thrown off on the hours and the time. I wouldn't say I get good sleep. When I'm in a, which club? I'm there. Which club am I finding you at? Where I where I go probably isn't cool enough for where you want to go. So <laughs> don't. I just can imagine. But if you want an underrated spot in Vegas for okay. you or anyone else out there, a place that is probably far cooler than where I belong, it's Dre's D R E. Yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with that place. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then maybe it's not I... that cool. Or maybe... <laughs> yeah. So about that, Steve. About no, that. I didn't mean to Jeanette. Live. I meant like maybe I don't have like any real like cool insight. I just live for like the day when spot. I walk into Dre's and I see Steve with like Evan Cohen and the VIP table at Dre's. Oh boy. That'd be great. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, yeah. With Evan Cohen, we'd be getting really wild. <laughs> yeah, ice water. Yeah, rowdy. Uh, by the way, Stone <laughs> recommends the Cheesecake Factory uh, in Vegas. That's his place. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> five hundred dollars. Yeah, because yeah, you can only do. Yeah, you can only do that in Vegas. Uh-huh. So that's, you know, <laughs> hey, yeah, a true Las Vegas experience. Uh, the the Cheesecake Factory. You're damn right. Uh, now, Steve, yeah. a a true South Florida experience is the Capital One Orange Bowl, and it is an awesome matchup coming up in the Orange Bowl, and always a big time event at the Capital One Orange Bowl. Clemson, Tennessee. That's a really good matchup. Yes. A really exciting matchup. You know, of um, obviously, you know, teams that had fascinating years. Clemson probably expects to be in the CFP. Tennessee had a chance to be there with the after the Alabama win. Uh, what, what, you know, great teams. And uh, you can be there to see them play each other in the Capital One Orange Bowl December 30th at Hard Rock Stadium. OrangeBowl.com. We're through the home stretch now. So it's time to get those tickets. Get your New Year's Eve plans ready to roll. Um, for, or excuse me, you get your New Year's Eve Eve plans ready to roll on December 30th at the Hard Rock. All right, Steve. Appreciate you. Congratulations again on Aaron Judge. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right. I'm going to start to call you New Kennicks from now on. <laughs> new Kennicks? Because uh, Frank Thomas. Yes. That's right. And uh, Frank Thomas loves that new Genics. Yep. And that you love Frank Thomas. So uh, I, I tell you what. I am very proud of Genics. Like, uh, I'd like a Jeanette. Are you into New Kennex as his new nickname? New Kennex? Yeah. Yeah. Approved. Uh huh. Because I enhance everyone around me. Okay. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, I. Uh, yeah, now, now we might have okay. to think twice about that. Hey, you can't be <laughs> mad. I just embraced the nickname. All right. I'll let Stone and, uh, and, and Jeanette decide. <laughs> All right. Jeanette, and, Jeanette, enjoy your uh, wild dinner alone. <laughs> With eyelashes, uh-huh. with uh, long eyelashes, or whatever, <laughs> and a comic up. book. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Steve. <laughs> thank you, Steve. That is Steve. Politino. By the way, you will be alone. You don't have to worry about anyone coming up to you when you're reading a comic book alone. Yeah, that's true. There's just, gonna be a force just field don't around do it at the cheesecake factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Steve. <laughs> Steve, appreciate it. Steve Politino again. Ask Steve's every week here on Ken Levick Alive. We'll take a break. Come back. We have plenty to get to, including. The woman who is suing, suing Kraft for $5 million. She says it takes too long to make the instant mac and cheese. Well, I'll tell you what, lady. We're going to put it to the test right here live today on Ken Levick Alive. She's Jeanette Javier, the Dominican Queen. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.